0: Reconnect My Heart with your program The show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at Five one six four five three nine one eight. That's five one six four five three nine one eight. Or you can listen online at WWW talk talkradio dot com forward slash reconnect my heart. <clears throat> or you can go to our chat room which is available right now on our website. You can ask questions, leave your comments, or if you want to send a prayer request, you're welcome to do so. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuned in to the show and thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question Do you think that a person Could never be successful If they grew up in a negative environment Well I'm going To introduce you to someone Who will prove To you that your Negative upbringing Setback, discouragement Or Disappointments will not Stop you Will not stop you with the purpose and plan that God has for you. On the show, we're going to have someone from Beaumont, Texas, an author that will talk to us about how he overcame all odds from growing up in a low-income environment, <clears throat> a high-crime area, to become a successful best-selling author on his First book, beating author Yolanda Van Zandt and U.S. Secretary of State, Condoleezza Wright. And he did all that all at the age of 23 years old. He's an author of two books, called one called The Highs and Lows of a Young Black Man's Journey. And the second one is What It Takes to make it. He has a great outreach ministry, empowering high-risk youth about their importance. Also, he will share with us some of his personal testimonies and much more in the episode called What It Takes to Make It. And now without further ado, I would like to introduce you all to Beaumont, Texas' very own Mr. Terrence Weasel Smith, how you doing today, sir?
1: Hey, first and foremost, I want to appreciate you for giving me this platform to share with you today. And uh, I'm doing well. I'm just grateful for this opportunity and to be able to have this platform to share knowledge and to be able to give back to the listeners and even show appreciation to those who support all of us.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. I'm I'm very very honored. That, uh, not only to have you on the show, but also be able to have met you. Um, can you tell the people how we met?
1: Well, uh, I was at the National Black Book Festival in Houston, Texas, and I was going to the restroom, and I seen this guy, you know, well-spoken, well-dressed guy, just sitting because his, uh, his booth was right there by the restroom, Sitting there just showing a a, a nice smile Giving off good energy And uh, when I came out the restroom I stopped I uh, talked with you about your book And you know You gave words of encouragement You, You gave me pointers You know On the upcoming book signings That I was going to be able to attend And you know we just talked And you know we popped it off And actually we published with the same publisher So that even made us feel closer And you know We met there, compared notes And we just stayed in contact Yeah yeah, And you know I I will say uh, One of the highlights
0: of getting a chance to Of course getting a chance to meet you That was great But the other day I got a chance to really just talk to you. You know, we've chatted, you know, on on Facebook and everything, but to get a chance to really just listen to you and for us to converse, I saw that it was actually God's purpose and plan for us to meet up. Not just to just talk about you know, the event, but just it, it, it seemed like one of those lifelong people that you meet that they not friends they your family they they're in draft into your family so like i said i'm honored to have met you man um you know can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing you know um i, I, I saw that you um uh, came from a low income high crime area you know uh first of all let me say this let me backtrack first of all terrence weasel smith how did you get the name Weasel? <clears> hello, <throat> hello. I'm double check. Wish I didn't lose connection. Just, Mr. Smith, are you there? Mr. Smith, are you there? Mr. Smith, are you there? Hmm. Hello? Hello? Let me see. I'm gonna get you back on the air. Okay, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Can you tell us how you came, uh, how you got the name Weasel?
1: Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm a, a 27-year-old author from Beaumont, Texas. I grew up in the uh, north end of town. In a low-income area known as Northridge Manor, and it's high crime. It's, it's kind of it's one of the worst areas in the north end of town. And uh, back in the day, the ice cream truck used to drive in all the projects at the time. And every time mm-hmm. they drove in in the projects, they used to play the "Pop Goes the Weasel" song.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: <laughs> I was about two or three at the time, and my grandmother used to have all her grandkids over, and she was much older, and she used to lose track of our name. So every time the ice cream, she had hit an ice cream truck from inside the house, I'd do a dance, and she actually coined the name Weasel because of the Pop Goes the Weasel song. And <laughs> what I did was I just put it in my author name, Terrence, Arthur Terrence Weasel Smith, because it keeps me grounded, and it never make me lose sight of where I come from. So I could never get too big to forget about the small beginnings that led to uh, bigger blessings down the line.
0: Wow! Wow!
1: That's powerful.
0: That's powerful. Um, now, now we know about Terrence Riesel Smith. And can you even elaborate pertaining to your upbringing, uh, low income, high crime area? Can you expand upon that, please?
1: Well, uh, growing up in Northridge Manor. You know it was hard, you know, being a kid five years old back in the day, you know it's different from kids now thats five you know we was more mature, so you seen a lot, you knew a lot, and you know I was a dreamer, and mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine being something outside of what I've seen in my environment, and in my environment, all you seen was you know premarital sex, all you seen was you know drugs, you seen. Tattoos, you just seen, you know, uh, gang banging, and it's hard, you know. I, 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 I mean, kids now, it helped me understand how I grew up. Helped me understand that kids now really need that mentorship, that that person to come in and speak life into their situation. Because back in the day, I, I was strong minded. I actually. Mm-hmm knew that it was a world outside of what I've seen day to day, and I knew that I didn't know how God was going to uh, allow me to escape, but I knew he was going to make a way. And mm-hmm. this environment, you know, try being eight, 8'9". Now you're playing power football, and you, you got so many trains that you can't share it with your friends. You can't share it with the family outside your household because in this environment, nobody wants you to do anything outside of what they're doing. So if they not going to college, they not going to high school, they skipping class. If you doing something that's going against that norm, you deem as a person that thinks they better or or oh man, he that's not gonna happen. Like you easily put down. So growing up in this area in, 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 in this side of town, you know, it made me strong and, and it taught me how to keep things to myself. But I wish that I could release it however You know, this 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 environment, you know, it's it's I mean, I'm trying to paint a a depiction of just Mm -hmm. me being there and how hard it was to even imagine that I could be something in life because when you're surrounded by so many people that's not goal oriented or and I'm not trying to belittle anybody, I'm just speaking what I seen. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, You gotta keep your mouth
1: shut. You gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta keep your mouth shut on what you want to become because people will have ill will just because you're trying to break that cycle. And I always felt bad because I love these people. Rather, we had a penny to our name. I thought that the ultimate goal was to show people that we can come from this area and we can actually compete for jobs. We can we can actually go to these top colleges and show these people that this area got diamonds, even if they're looking at us like rhinestones. All they have hmm. to do is polish the diamonds, maybe, but it's still diamonds. It's still valuable uh, things that's coming out these low income areas. Mm-hmm.
2: But
1: we battling two things. We battling. A, I was battling a society that didn't think diamonds could come from this area, and I'm battling my people that grew up around me not wanting me to be outside of what they are doing. Hmm. So it is it, hmm. hard and it's and it's easy for somebody to put kids or, or or family members that 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 have this life. A lot of kids can't help what they're born into. Right, right. 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 Hmm. So you can't fault them for all they knowing is drugs, crime, and this because they're born into a lot of that. However, we can mm-hmm. be and we can be a blessing and sow that seed and even just one and just show them that even though you might be in the poorest area, it's okay to have the richest goals and dreams in that area.
2: Mm -hmm. Your Mm -hmm. wealth
1: don't define you. Your wealth is of the heart and of the mind, not of the pocket. And with your Mm -hmm. heart and mind, you're going to eventually make wealth in your pocket. However, don't look at the pocket that's defining who you are or don't look at your circumstances and let that define where you go in life because we can't help the de- the-, the hand we dealt. However, we can help how we play the hand that we dealt. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we do it in a positive light, we can be able to compete with the best of the best. And and, hmm. and 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 that's really a, a synopsis of just what I've seen growing up, how hard it was. There was no community leaders coming out there showing us that, look, you can be this if you believe in God, or you can believe this if you find God. It was nothing. Hmm. You know, some of, the, some of these kids growing up in this area that I'm talking about, they don't go to church. God is hmm. not the, the main source of their faith because they wasn't taught
2: to look within themselves and look, look, look into God
1: for all that you desire, all of your problems, hand them over. They're not taught that. Hmm. So it's crazy that when you look in today's society, we deem these people that become locked up in these criminal justice systems as bad when can we do our due diligence and give back and giving back, not even all about money. Did we give mentorship right? did we give advice? Did we give a resource that they can use to obtain a job or a resource they can use to or give a reference letter for college or you know like did we actually do our part before we even deem them failures? you know
2: mhm, everybody
1: mm-hmm. needs help in life, but it's <laughs> funny because you know. <laughs> a lot of people be forgetting that it's easy to help someone you know, and it's even harder to help a stranger. But how many of us are walking out on faith and helping someone who easily can't repay us back? And I feel like this would make me different as an author and as a businessman. God Mm -hmm. has allowed me to walk in this fire and Mm -hmm. make it out without any damage. He has allowed me to 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 lie in the mud, but get up and, and and get the favor of him and achieve great things in life, and 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 appear without a stain.
2: Mm. Yeah. He is
1: powerful. <laughs> However, we gotta we gotta share what we know to someone who don't know, and actually start the domino effect.
0: Yes. Now, real quick, because I wanna I wanna cover something that you mentioned to me off the phone or off the line, you said something that really struck me, and it's about the educational system in your school. Can you please tell the listeners, what did the teachers do to calm the students down?
1: Well, you know, I went to uh, Beaumont Central High School, and it's one of the toughest schools, you know. We who mm-hmm. in class, and, you know, we fought. We did a lot of things because you got to have thick skin going to the school. And a lot of times, you know, we wasn't reading. We wasn't learning because the teachers were so scared of what we were saying. Mm-hmm. And when I say we, I'm talking about us as collectively as students. Right, right, right. What right. we was doing. So they'll tell us, like, if y'all be quiet, y'all don't got to read. We're not going to do mm. nothing in class until lunch. And after lunch, we're going to do this. And after lunch, it'll be so rowdy in classrooms where they were too scared to teach. So <laughs> I went to Texas AM University. By the time I got to Texas AM University, it was hard for me to read a whole paragraph because I wasn't used to that. Even though I was one of the smartest males in the school, we, we didn't have to read because it was so mm. buck wild that. A lot of
0: teachers were scared to teach. <laughs> wow! And even in the even in the process of that, what kind of grades were you getting? What kind of student were you as far as uh, academically? What kind of student were you?
1: Well, I was a a business first, have fun later type of guy. Even though mm-hmm. my friends used to have fun and skill class. When I did decide to do some of those bad things, I had all A's hmm. in my math class. Like, I was an A.B. student. I graduated with a, a 3.0 out of high school, cum laude, and uh, I was a focused student. Like, I was the type of student my senior year, I got a list of about 12 colleges. I got a list about uh, their uh, SAT requirements, ACT requirements, like, I was the kind of student where this was a tough high school. However, I handled my business and then I had fun with my friends. So when I did get in trouble in school, you know, the principal, you say, oh, man, we can't do nothing to Terrence. He wanted the the top males at the school. Send them back to class, you know? And most (laughs) kids. get it misconstrued. You know, you got to take care of business. I'm not telling you not to have fun. Take care of business so when you do decide to have fun, say like, "Oh, okay, he got all A's on. He got to be average in his class. Oh, we're going to give him some slack, you know?"
2: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Wow. And and you know, even just you sharing about to me them saying, "If you calm down, if you don't act up, You won't have to read. You won't have to do your work. You know, just hearing that, it really resonated in me earlier. And I was like, wow, you know, in other words, if you calm down, we won't deposit information. We won't deposit knowledge into you. When when you told me that, that was my interpretation when I heard that. And I was like, wow, you know. So, in the midst of all of that, in the midst of growing up that way, and you're graduating, but you didn't just stop at high school, you went off to college.
1: yes, I went to college i went to uh first, I went to University of Arkansas I was chasing at my high school. I didn't get a basketball scholarship, but I had like good great defense and uh this is another thing where guard came into place. I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get a scholarship. So to all the high school kids right now that still overlooked, really check this mm-hmm. information out. What I did was I, I wanted to play D1 ball. I didn't want to play uh, junior college. So what I did was when I seen that nobody was getting scholarships to big universities, I used my 3.0 to get me in accepted into a D1 school so I can eventually walk on the basketball team. See, Mm -hmm. just because you might get a red light don't mean it's going to always be red. Sometimes you got to use other avenues to kind of get what you wanted. So most of the guys who was in the basketball period, they wasn't in honors. Because if you was in honors, you couldn't couldn't play basketball uh, during the seven periods. So you had to wait to only practice after school to practice instead of practicing during school and after school. So I've just seen that, you know, no one really took their grade seriously, So I got the 3.0. All I got to do is actually get into uh, a University of Arkansas and then try to make the team and research how many players they got. And if you got, like, under 12 players trying to play basketball, then it's a high chance they have walk-ons. But if you got, like, more than 15 players, they basically uh won't have walk-ons. And what I did was I used my 3.0 to get me to University of Arkansas, and I called the assistant coaches and explained my situation. And uh, they was like, oh, okay, just get us up to the university. We'll check you out. So what I did was I drove 12 hours from Beaumont, Texas, to Fayetteville, Arkansas, just to shake their hand for five minutes just to show them how serious I was. Because I knew that God gave me the mentality to overcome hurdles. However, I knew I had to meet them halfway. And the guy was so impressed with me driving 12 hours just to shake his hand, just to get back in the car and drive 12 more hours. He was like, okay, when you actually come, you know, I'm really going to make sure that, you know, you make the team. And it was just so crazy how everything was working. But I felt like even um, even in, in the midst of your blessing, you still got to meet God halfway. Right,
2: and
0: right, right. You got to right. do
1: your part. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. You know? You know, that, that's something that a lot of time people leave out. Oh, God, 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 I need you to do this. I need you to do that. You know, God, I, I, I want you to feed me. No, no, no. This here, God not going to feed you. Listen, God not going to put the food in your mouth. He going to put it within your reach. Oh, and unfortunately, man, many, man unfortunately, many times, many people, while we waiting, while we sitting, we starving knowledge. We starving food. We starving love. When God said, "Listen here, get up, reach over and get it. It's right here." But yet, yet we still go to our grave without getting up and getting what God predestined for us,
1: man. And and, but, and that's and, and to piggyback on that, you know, <clears throat> after going there and getting the road there when walk-ons came. I kind of got messed around, so I didn't just after I was promised I could be on the team. So it mm-hmm. crushed me, and I, and I got the questioning going. I was like, "God, I never smoked, I never drunk, I don't got no tattoos. I sacrificed all short short term things for long term success. I did it at all growing up in this area. All this stuff that I was doing was uncommon. And why?" Why did I just step out on faith and I was just let down? I was just going. It was one time, one period Why I called my mom from University of Arkansas. I go crazy on the phone like, he don't love me. If he loves me, why, why why, did this happen? Why do good things happen to bad people? Why do bad things happen to good people? And, and, and she was calling with me. She was sending me Joel Osteen scriptures, you know, and after a while I was like, Mom, I got to go to Texas a and I got to go to Texas A&M. I got to leave away from this because basketball was my dream. So Mm -hmm. I end up leaving, going to Texas A&M the next year. And it's crazy how God worked because I was just doubting him. I was just saying all these bad things to my mom about faith because I was let down. And I thought, like, oh, man, why is this happening to me? God blessed me to meet Mr. Rodney McClemon. He was uh, the vice president of Texas A&M at the time. And this guy seen me in the hallway and told me to come in his office. And when when I went to his office, he said, why are you here? And I said, sir, I'm just trying to uh, get an education. I, I want to play basketball, this, that, and the third. And I had on gym shorts and a shirt. And at the time, he asked me the same question again. And I felt offended because I just felt like he was maybe picking on me because I was dressed like a typical college student. So I just told him, I said, sir, I came up from a low-income area. I'm out here stepping out on faith, doing something that nobody done in my family, nobody done in this area that I'm from. And you called me in your office to chastise me, or you called me to help me. Because if not, my grandmother said, uh, if you're not trying to help the next person, then what are you doing? And when I told him that, the man got quiet. And he was like, I apologize, Mr. Smith, uh, is there anything I can help? I was like, sir, I'm coming from Arkansas. I'm facing a basketball dream. Can you make this happen? God jumped in this guy, and and he told me, he said, you know what? The athletic director is my best friend. Give me all your information. I'm going to hand it to him, and we're going to set something up. Needless to say, two weeks later, he set me up with an interview with the athletic director, and he actually had me practicing 2010 with the Texas a basketball team that summer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in hopes of walking on when the fall came. And once again, walking on in the fall, I did good. Me and this other uh, freshman, he was a freshman, I was a sophomore at the time. We, we tried out. We outdid everybody at trials and the door closed again. They picked somebody who I guess they knew, or uh, parents donated to the school, and I was back at uh, maybe God heard my pain, and now he's he's creating another opportunity. And then when that door shut, I just felt like how could he allow someone to, to take my dreams away? And, you know, it was just, it was a rough period. But what I learned from it over time was he was just making me strong. He was going to put that heart and work ethic in me to never let anyone stop me or, or make the final call to my success. So he actually little did I know ignited a fire within me to just have that drive to when I say I'm going to do something, just do it. And I really appreciate that because that really, that really defined my faith with him. And, you know, as being young at the time I was young, you know, it, It could have been a a situation where I left college and was hurt and could have did other things, but I stayed down for the come up and actually, it, it actually allowed me to put out two books and touch more people. So maybe that wasn't for me and maybe he had a bigger calling for me. So that's how I look at it, and I really appreciate going through that because it showed me a lot and matured me.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, dealing with that, and especially like i said if 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 somebody's listening and they really didn't grasp that his desire was to go to that school, and he drove twelve hours, twelve hours just for a handshake and then come back. You know, the drive was longer than you stand at your destination and then going back you know, Yes. but, but, but the you saw the value. It wasn't the length of how long you were going to be able to stay. Cause you know, some people, well, you know what, if I drive 12 hours, I'm going to stay at that school for at least 12 hours, 13 hours, whatever I said to make it worth my while as far as time wise, but you didn't look at it as time wise. You look at it as value. You know how to say um, it's not the quality, but it's the quantity. Uh, yes, I'm, maybe I'm. I might be flipping it, but you know, you 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 utilize that five minutes, and that five minutes were more valuable than the time, the energy, the gas that you use going back and forth twelve, twelve, twenty-four hours, man. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So you know,
1: you gotta you gotta you gotta find value in the small things, you know, mm-hmm, to really appreciate mm-hmm. the big things that God bring your way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And matter of fact, uh growing up there was a song by the Mount of, Clouds of Joy, I never forget, came out in nineteen eighty. That song says Excuse <coughs> me, I made a step. And the lyric says if you make one step, he'll make two. And unfortunately, many times we're waiting on God to make not even that two steps, but that even that first step. And God said, "No, I'm waiting on you. When you move, then I move after you move." You know. So I, like yeah. I said, I my my heart, my heart, my head goes off to you for you being able to take that 12-hour drive. And even in the point of you taking that 12-hour drive, you didn't know what. What would have been happening? What would have happened by the time you made it there? And, you know, um, did you, I'm pretty sure, many opportunities for you to turn back around. You know, many things might, might try to come to your mind or might even been a phone call to tell you, hey, man, you know, you need to turn around or, you know, come on back. Um, now, one quick thing, this is something I didn't bring up earlier that you shared with me off the line not just immediate family, but we talking about the whole, you know, cousins, all this, you know, cousins, kinfolks, all that. Did everybody have the same mindset as you?
1: No, and, and that's what hurt it, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a shame, mm-hmm. man. Like, it hurt it because I'm looking at it like this. When one make it, we all make it. Mm-hmm. However, in these low income environments, they are conditioning people to really feel like that's supposed to be the A, B and C of life. Points A, B, and C of life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't want they don't want people to go out their cycle and use their cycle as a as a way to get themselves together.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: when they get themselves together, move on and graduate from the cycle, they want the cycle to be repeated. And hmm. when, you, when you look at cousins and, and 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 close family, you're like, wow, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to go out here and achieve great things and show these people that this family, we breaking the mold, we breaking the cycle, and then, we open up the doors for people to come after us. Going to Texas A&M, I wanted people from my neighborhood. I of fact, I wanted the whole boomer. The people that are struggling, the people that's not struggling, to just see that you can go to a big university and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Most people feel like, oh, like I'm going to put you in the mindset of a young kid right now in 2018 and, and, and made a project. When when they think of University of Texas or Texas A&M, they like, oh no, that's too good for me.
2: How is it too good for you, young brother?
1: You too good just to have one choice. You can go anywhere, but that environment, the people around them, they're not telling these kids that y'all are precious. Hmm. Don't worry about the start; it's about the ending.
2: Hmm. Don't
1: worry. Wife's going to have pitfalls. It's a rocky road to the top. You're going to have spare tires in your vehicle as you drive up this rocky road and you're trying to get to the top of the mountain. That's cool. These kids not hearing that. So when I, when, when I go back, that'd be the only time that it resonates with them that they can actually be better than me. I don't talk to young people to give them advice. I give them advice. Well, when I say talk to them, give them advice. I'm not trying to give them advice to to be like me. I give them advice to be better than me. Right,
2: right, right. And
1: any any time that I had a setback, when I go mentor these kids, I tell them, "Look, this is what I did wrong. Y'all make sure y'all do it right." Because a real person. Want to see you take it further than what they what where they took it? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like yeah. they have the minds; these kids have the minds. They just need the support. They just need somebody to show them that you don't gotta look up to these singers, these movie stars. Have have strong faith. Understand that everything you desire is within yourself. That's where your purpose lies. If God wanted purpose to be anywhere else, he would have created it to be anywhere else. But it's within yourself. And once you see that your money, your conditions can't stop you, the sky's the limit. Hmm. Hmm.
2: And these kids are not hearing it. Hmm. And
1: and that's what bothers me because whether you're in Dallas, New York, Chicago, it's the same struggle, different cities. Talking about being a best-selling author, you know, that's cool. You know, I got an independent film company, Bold Crown Films. That's cool. Uh, I'm an advisor for NFL hopeful Michael Williams, business advisor. That's cool, but that don't mean nothing if I can't help the next man and if I can't help the next person that might need advice, that might need a mentorship. You know, I went and talked to some of the high schools in my city for free. I didn't die charge them. My cell phone number is 409-651-1722. My other one, 409-926-0626. Anybody can call me for free if I'm not at work. I give them uh, answers to all their questions. I give them advice. That's just what type of person I am. I'm all about each one teach one
2: in mm-hmm. hopes
1: to reach one. You know, that's that, that that's all I'm about. You know, you know that uh I did a book signing for my second book, Whatever It Takes to Make It, the proceeds go I give back to the community with philanthropic efforts of spending my own money. Yeah. You know, I did a uh I don't know if you want to introduce it or not, but uh I did a back to school bash August seventh 17th, a school supply drive that I worked with Beaumont Housing Authority with. They had the Texas Children's Hospital. They had a lot of big sponsors that wanted to do it with me. However, they didn't want to put my name on the flyer, so I did it myself in my old neighborhood where I gave back over 200, 300 binders, folders, pencils, markers, and I did it with my own money. I wanted to show these kids that even if you don't have the tools, there's somebody out there that loves y'all, that want to make sure y'all have the essential tools to start y'all school year off right. Mm-hmm. You know, I made sure that uh, all my proceeds for everybody who buying the, whatever it takes to make it, I give back. That's my way of thanking God for having me on the best sellers list for my first book, The Highs and Lows of a Young Black Man Journey. It ain't about the money. It's about helping the next person get in position. Where they could potentially feed their family or they could get that uh that, that, that job they want or that that or make a a career switch and show them that man, look there's people out there that care about you, care about your future and just care about you getting everything that you want and desire you know, mm-hmm. and that's what type of person I am, you know, and I really appreciate you know a guy like you giving me advice motivating me and keeping me going because with the back-to-school school supply drive, I use my own money. I mean, I got a son, and uh, I got a lot of bills. And I made sure I went in my – I've been at Coke three years, Coca-Cola, and I went in my retirement, that the three years was of retirement, and made sure I spent, spent what I needed to spend to make sure these kids have without second-guessing it. You know, you gotta sow that seed somewhere. You gotta, you gotta start, and why not? Why not in the youth? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, I need to, I need to tell people this. Um, (coughs) When I met you, when I met you at the uh, National Black Book Festival, (coughs) the, the beautiful thing that caught my attention when you, when you let it be known. Matter of fact, I'm going to have you to say it. I'm going to have you to explain it, but when you were selling your book, can you please let people know what you were doing, what you were giving back, and also why you were giving it back? Oh, man. I mean, I'm mean i excited just to even say
1: this because I want people to understand that uh, Brother Prater and Arthur Terrence Weasel Smith We are real individuals. There's no gimmick. At the National Black Book Festival, I was selling my book. However, most supporters and fans, whatever you might want to call them, didn't know that I had cookies.
2: One of them, I had two types of cookies. One with a quote. An
1: individual has to put action behind words to achieve great things. And the other one of... my book, whatever it takes to make it. I had backpacks that say whatever it takes to make it. I had dog tags that say whatever it takes to make it. I had cup holsters that said whatever it takes to make it. When you brought the book, and I even had shirts of all sizes that say whatever it takes to make it. When you actually brought my book, I gave you items that's worth more than my book. I wanted to show that whether you bought my book or not, these items was free for me because it's a token of my esteem. I'm grateful for somebody spending their hard-earned money on my product, but I'm even more grateful even if they don't buy the product, they just come over and talk to me. I like to give back because I want to show the supporters that there's a lot of celebrities out there that probably wouldn't be where they at without supporters and they forget that. But as I climb up the ranks, I want to show supporters that look, I'm with y'all every step of the way. And when you support off the chance, we just I saw a seed back into you by giving you free proud just to show you that we in this together. It's a
2: teamwork. Right.
1: You support me, but as I get to the top, I don't forget about you.
2: Hmm.
0: That that's that's deep and also even the way I look at it, you know, are we our brothers keeper? Yes we are. We're responsible for each other, you know, and my thing is we need each other. I can't be successful without you. And if we have that kind of mindset, then we can see our family grow, our church grow, our community grow. You know, if we can get outside of this crab mentality, them, uh, crawfish, crawfish mentality and start having the mentality of an ant. If we can have the mentality of an ant, an ant is a community that works together, you know. So, so um, I, I'll just share this with you. When people don't realize, an ant don't have one stomach. It has two stomachs. It, have wow. t- it has two stomachs. One, for when the food is digested, one side of the stomach is for themselves. But the other stomach is for the other person that they will be going to the community to go feed. I love and, it. Yeah, so <clears throat> God has blessed us with the knowledge with the gift now. We may have one quote unquote physical stomach, but God has blessed us with so many gifts, so many talents to be able to have more than one. Spiritual or emotional or financial Stomach to be able to feed more than Just ourselves so I appreciate What you do I appreciate what you're doing man And like I said that's the reason why I wanted to make sure That that story Came out So when people Hear your story when people Purchase your book They're not just reading some Story It's not a made up story This is real life and I
1: wanted them to kind of, you know, before you get my book, you know, it ain't about sales with me. Rather, I sell one copy or a million. My product is powerful, but I would like for <laughs> listeners and readers to buy into me before you buy my books because you're gonna get a better experience. I live this, you know, and I'm gonna touch on this too because we talked about the the National Black Books I did in April. I did a book signing party. And guess what I did? Anybody who bought the book online or from me personally, that's your invite. I spent $3,000 as you walk through the door. If you got a significant other, if you got just by yourself, you pick up on me. I spent $600 on food for all supporters. I covered the tab. I didn't even want a profit. Most authors would call me crazy, but I knew what I was doing. If you supported me, it's a bunch your hard-earned money. It was like a night in the town on me. I made sure that everybody got backpacks. Everybody got over $400 worth of treats that was on the table. Everybody got slices of cake. Everybody got gumbo. It was so elegant and nice. And I I actually covered to celebrate. I mean, it was a $3,000 night that wasn't about me was about supporters and everybody who came was so wild. And they was like, Oh man, you didn't make no money. It's not about money. It's just about showing people that look, you are appreciated. God has blessed me. So I'm going to bless others and show p- other people that guess what? I appreciate the gesture for you supporting me in my literature to help me get to that next level. So I mean, it might this story might not seem significant to a lot of people, but some of your favorite celebrities w- wouldn't do that. They'll be trying to make money that night. However, it wasn't about money with me. It was about just showing people that I appreciate y'all. God has gave me favor to become a, a household name and to be on Best sellers list, and I just want to share some of the blessings to people who helped make that possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now... Also, what I want to do is we heard your situation growing up. We heard the struggle. We heard how everything was, even, like I said, even just the school, not encouraging education, not encouraging information, not encouraging wisdom, but even depriving uh, wisdom and knowledge from you all. Beating the odds of that and then the turning point The turning point, matter of fact, can you even address the turning point in your life that even led you to write the book?
1: Well, uh, basically, when I got like about 11 or 12, 13, my mom, (laughs) they ended up coming to a whole bunch of money, and they actually moved us out that area. And I used to go stay nights with my grandmother every weekend. Every weekend in the low-income area. However, it was one one particular weekend. I don't know. I, I just grew a disconnect, not from that area, but from the mindset of the area. And I never returned until I was like about 20. However, I knew in order to get to where I was going, I had to let some things go. And... The turning point happened when I was like 11 or 12. When we actually moved, I always wanted to make my mom proud. I was like, Mom, I'm going to be the first to do this. She used to just smile and say, you got the opportunity to do it, you know? And I remember a time, my 12th grade year, I was trying to get a National Honor Society and a couple of teachers, you know, I had a couple of teachers that didn't, you know, they didn't like the fact that where I was from, how good I was doing, they they was doubting me. And I remember uh, my next-door neighbor, she told me, she was like, anything that you want to achieve, just put it in your Bible and pray on it. So the National Honor Society Inductions was, was happening that day. And everybody's name was called. Now, I just put my head down. I was like, oh, man. And I was going to walk out the auditorium, and I was the last name on the list. And that yeah. helped me realize that, 10, you grew up in this area, everybody smoking weed, you sacrifice not smoking weed. Everybody getting tattoos, you wanted to just do your own thing. You sacrifice short-term things for long-term successes and goals achieved. And it was about 11 and 12 where my break, well, I was the breakthrough. I wasn't looking for a breakthrough. I was a breakthrough. I just didn't know it at the time. However, that's when my life started changing. When I actually left that environment and didn't listen to nobody but what was in my heart, and that was just to do you. No matter if they tease you for not doing this and doing that, just keep doing you, keep being different. And after a while, you know, when you water a seed, eventually it grows, and I end up blossoming to what I am today.
2: Mhm. Man. And, and
0: we definitely, definitely, definitely know that's a great testimony, man. You know. Um I number one, like I, I don't know if I had told you, uh I apologize for whatever the disconnect was earlier. It was it was a lot of the conversation, uh sound like you might have been talking as we were disconnected. Um but Whatever it was, that's why I wanted to go back because I my intention were to talk about that turning point, and so now we talked about that turning point and you on your first book, even though I know it sounds kind of backtrack, but i, I I want to make sure that we cover some things because I want everybody that's listening and that will be listening to really understand and don't miss anything because we're covering so much, and there are so many people that should be impacted by your testimony, by what you said, by what you're showing. But you putting out that book, your first book. <coughs> Excuse me on your first book. In spite of where you came from, next thing you know, you're finding out that you have became a bestseller, outselling Yolanda Van Zant. I'm hope I'm saying her name right, but Yolanda Van Zent and Condoleezza right. Can you ex- can you explain that in in just overall? feeling, the mindset, the possibly shock of you finding out that you outsold them?
1: The, the, the I wasn't shocked because it's nothing too
2: big for God to do. Right,
1: right. But I was disappointed because God showed me a big lesson and I want this, this is some gem I'm going to drop.
2: Yeah.
1: I was worrying about the outside people. Why is the news station not with all the killings that's going on in the in in the city. Why they not shed light of a positive young black man who who society different races didn't didn't think that it was possible for this guy to do some of the things he did. Why they not talking about my book in the newspaper? Why they not letting me come on their news stations and talk? Why they why they don't wanna they they talking about killings on TV, but they don't want to talk about success stories. I was worrying about everything instead of worrying about God and thanking God. And, and, and it was just, I was putting my faith in man and worrying about man letting me down. And I didn't understand that God was showing me a lesson. He had me on bestsellers list, but I was broke. I didn't have no money. The publisher was making all of me. You know what he showed me? This is what I could do for you. However... You didn't seek me first. You were seeking approval of newspapers and wondering why this person, man, will let you down every time. I won't.
2: But you didn't seek me first.
1: And I felt like it was bittersweet. Being up, up there was nice, but it was a lesson learned. I should have been playing to God and not worrying about why. And just been worrying about, thank you for allowing me to – let word of mouth do something that TV didn't do. And that was make me bigger as an author at that given time period than some of those big names. And they can go on Oprah and talk about their book. I didn't have no media platforms. And it did those numbers, just word of mouth. And I just felt like I was worrying about the wrong things and I wasn't worrying about, you know, giving him his things and letting him figure it out for me. So it was a lesson. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy because he showed me. I'm going to show you where I can take you. However, you seek acceptance from everybody and didn't even look my way. So, look, I can show you where I can take you. However, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I learned from him. I learned to trust him. I learned to not worry about who telling you no. Who don't believe in you or why these newspapers not doing I just start letting him take control of all that and then my life has changed drastically.
2: Hmm. Man.
1: And so I I know you wanted me to to triumph over beating them, but it was a lesson and I had to be wise and understand that was the reason why I was going through what I was going through, even being at the top. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and see, that's the thing, the triumph it's not always money. The triumph could be nuggets, like you were saying earlier. It could be nuggets. It could be something. But most importantly, you were able to see the hand of God, the strength of God, and God for God to even just talk to you and correct you, that was a treasure right there. God gave you insight in something deeper that you didn't know, that you didn't recognize. And so I wanted to make sure to bring that up because, number one, and I appreciate the heart you have, you know, you're not the type that a gloat or anything like that, but I wanted to let people know, first and foremost, regardless of where you came from, you are, you are and can be on the same level, the same playing field as someone that's secretary of state or, President or whatever Entertainer All of that, that's fine and dandy But there's some nuggets there are even some Motives that God will reveal So it's so, it's, it's so much that God Can reveal in the midst of that Now if you, want, if you want Just a title, okay, you know what There's your title Okay, now, you got your title But you ain't got no joy You ain't got no peace you know, yeah. so so there are things that a lot of times that we want or that we we think we desire. And sometimes God will give us that to show us that's not really what you need, that's not really what you want. So, you know, that that right there was definitely a nugget. And like you said, twofolds for you to have that in spite of where you came from, to show people that are there, hey, look here, you can be up there too. But also, on the same token, on a personal level, that nugget that God gave you, now you can be able to deposit that to somebody else too. You know, my daddy, I I always share this story, but my daddy said this, and I'm going to take it to my grave. I I try to say it as often as I can to bring the awareness to people. But my daddy said, a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wiser man learned from somebody else's mistakes. Amen. So, you know, from that wise man that wanted to be on the bestseller, now you can teach that other person how to be wiser, to not just look to be on the bestseller, but also get something, get tangible, get some, but most importantly, Put your trust in God. So that- and, and Brother Prater, you know, to piggyback on that, Brother, Brother Prater would tell anybody, when I introduce people, half the time people don't even know I got a book. Right, you know, right, I'm not right. that
1: type of person that feel like, oh, I'm a best. Nah, I'm just like anybody else. I don't gloat on anything. And, you know, I'm a humble guy, man. And I was telling Brother Prater, you know, in a private conversation that, You know, a part of America right now, we got guys in Chicago killing in record numbers. We got guys in Baton Rouge killing in record numbers. You know, I don't care about these books. I don't care about sales. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to relate to these guys. Before these guys listen to what I got to say, they got to buy into me and my message. So what I do is I will people in, showing them that, look, I'm just like you. I grew up in the same area as you. Then I hit them with, look, look what God can do for you. Hmm. Look what he did for me. Look what he can do for you. He can even do bigger and better things for you. Mm -hmm. You know, however, we got to be mindful. I know this is a Christian show, but, you know, a lot of people not saved. A lot of people ain't into church. Mm -hmm. So we can't fuss at them. We got to relate to them. Mm -hmm. We got to relate to them and show them what God can do for them. It's a lot of people, you know, that walk around prejudging people, walking around uh, saying this and that, but you're part of the problem. It's a lot of gun violence going on. My books, I can have 50 books right now, but I don't care about, my books are motivational, but it's not the screaming at the people motivational. It's, I'm going to give you a story, and most likely you're going to be able to relate to it. And you can actually pull something from that in your personal life to make the change. I'm not going to yell at these people. I'm going to take tender care with these people's feelings, their conversations, relate to them, and I'm going to show them that, look, you can put the gun down and you can actually make reading fun because you got an author that actually cares about you. And I just feel like as a Christian, as, as men, We got to stop having a disconnect with the youth. We got to to understand them because they are the future, whether you like it or not. So in order to ensure that we all have a good future, we got to give mentorships. We got to go back and and help these guys out. You know, uh, it ain't all about money. It's time. Picking up the phone. telling them to call you if if they ever get into any situation. And you could talk them out of, it's the small thing that's going to make the biggest difference. And I feel like Arthur Terrence Weasel-Smith.
0: Talk about life's problems that may break or tore our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. So glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions or comments, (coughs)
2: excuse
0: me, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516 453. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnectmyheart. Or you can go out to our chat room, which will be available in two minutes. You can go out to our chat room where you can ask questions, you can leave your comments, or you want to send a prayer request, you're welcome to do so. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tapenaga Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come out and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive. Dallas, Texas, 75216. I want to thank each and every one who is listening to the show. Thank you for your continued prayers and support. Now unfortunately, last week we had a uh, technical difficulties, but no matter what, we're proving the devil wrong. number one, We have some of the footage from last week, and what we're going to do, we're going to have part two today. We have the guest that we had last week, and whatever we didn't finish last week will be completed today. Excuse me. I'm very honored to have this young man. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him, just in case you didn't catch him last week. Coming up right now. Matter of fact, it seemed like the devil was upset because of the episode of last week and heard that it really blessed a lot of people. <clears throat> and I was very blessed myself. Now, on the show,
2: <clears throat>
0: excuse me, on the show, we have someone from Beaumont, Texas. We're going to talk to us about how he overcame all odds from growing up in a low-income, high-crime area to become a successful best-selling author on his first book, Beating, author Yolanda Van Zandt and U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Wright, all at the age of 23. He's the author of two books. One is called The Highs and Lows of a Young Black Man's Journey and the other, What It Takes to Make It. What It Takes to Make It. He also has a great outreach ministry in empowering high at-risk youth about their importance, their values. And also, he will be sharing with us Some personal testimonies of his and much more as we welcome to the line, Mr. Terrence Weasel Smith. How you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this platform to be able to, you know, give back some wisdom to the listeners and even interact with them. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, I'm honored. Um, like I said, I, I thank you for the opportunity. And matter of fact, the problem—excuse <coughs> me—the problem that we had last week on the line. Thank God that we're able to have it fixed. I'm actually able to hear you from my monitor now. The funny thing was, the other laptop has not been working, but. Of all time, it didn't want to work, but you know what? In the midst of whatever, God always have a plan B, and the plan B always supersede plan A. So it like everything yes. is working together, and I look forward to not just have you on the show, but also having your voice on the show. I thank God for you. You uh, really said some impactful things that helped me and also many of the listeners that were on last week, they were able to hear, and they got excited. A lot of them were very disappointed, just like me, that the line was cut off. But remember this, like I always say, it's never ended. It is always to be continued. So here's the other part of last week, which we have them on the line. And for those who have questions, comments, feel free to write them down and get ready to ask them as we go on on them. on the show. <clears throat> First of all, how was your day today?
1: My day was good. You know, I actually, uh, I'm working on a movie called Second Chance by Betrayal. So I shot a couple of scenes today in the Beaumont area. And I'm just blessed, man, to be able to be greater than what I was yesterday. And just to know I could be greater than I am today, tomorrow. So I am just really blessed and looking forward to Things elevated in my life.
0: Yes, 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 and you know, excuse me. And I thank God, thank God for, um, you know, even I saw some of the um, pictures that you had posted, and I was very, very uh, proud of you. Now, one of the one of the things that we were speaking about last week, how, if you don't mind, we're gonna kind of. Revisit some of the things that was said just in case those that weren't on the air last week if they're on there now um one of the things that You mentioned that really caught a lot of people's attention including mine was pertaining to not just the struggle of what you went through and even speaking about the book now Last week, you said, which your first book, your first book, you end up becoming a best-selling author. Now, to some people, they would have celebrated right then and there, but can you please revisit what you had said when many people would have been excited, would have went on and just patted themselves on the back and gloated, but What was your feeling when you first beat out Ms. Condoleezza Wright and also Yolanda Van Zandt? Can you tell us that moment of what you were dealing with and your emotions during that time?
1: Well, the moment was actually bittersweet. You know, most people would have celebrated and, you know, been jumping up and down, but God taught me a valuable lesson. When my book first came out, I was confused why, you know, the media always show killings in this city, always show, you know, the bad things going on. But this was a young black man who grew up in one of the worst projects in the city, never drunk alcohol, never got any tattoos, never smoked any marijuana, you know, always did the right thing, was able to. Graduate high school all honors, was able to go to Texas A&M University, was able to put out a book, and it is on the bestseller's list. Like, why are these people not talking about me? Why am I not getting this coverage? Like, why something positive that can change many lives? Because I'm the first in my neighborhood and in my family to do these great things. Like, why they not put that on the forefront to motivate people? I was so worried about what people was doing for me. I didn't even give God his thanks for what he did. And he showed me a lesson. He put me on these bestsellers list, and I beat out all names. But he was showing me that when your book first came out, you was putting your faith in man, and you wasn't putting your faith in me. But one thing about me, I'm a I'm a faithful God, so I'm going to show you where I can take you. And he gave me a glimpse of that. And even though I beat out all these authors, I was dead broke. My publisher was was trying to get me to, to to buy into these marketing plans that didn't even make sense. They didn't even probably read the book. They didn't even understand the direction, the impact it had. It was just so much. I was willing to sell my car to get money to market my book with the publisher, and God woke me up, and he was like, T, if you would have just sought, sought out me, if you would have put your trust in me and not in man, not only would you be, would have been on them bestsellers list beating out celebrities who can go to Oprah, who can get that media attention. I was just local beating them out, just off word of mouth. He showed me his power, but he also showed me since I didn't seek him first, I'm going to give you a taste of what you can have. So it was bittersweet because it was a lesson. And that hmm. lesson I hold dear to me and it's going to forever make me humble because he showed me that I, I was worrying about my problems instead of handing it to him and letting him figure it out for me. So there you are, number one, Amazon hot new releases. Number number one, um, in the southern United States for biographies, bestsellers. But you're not happy. You're, you're, you're not living like you're number one. So, I mean, it was a bittersweet thing, but I appreciate God for showing me that. And it gave me the knowledge, and it gave me the the wisdom to know that all I got to do is seek Him and trust Him. It ain't what you know, it's, it's who you know. And I know Him, and He's bigger than any person on this earth. So, mm-hmm. that's who I should go to, even when I'm good, as well as bad. So, it's it just being a bestseller was was, was was bittersweet. I could have been celebrating but I learned a valuable lesson and, and, and that took away from a celebration what I needed that. And now I'm celebrating on the back end now because I've been trusting him ever since and he ain't never failed me. Man,
0: man, man, man. And you know what? <clears throat> you you know, even you sure that a lot of time people don't understand, you know, God will give you what you want so that way you can realize that's not what that's not what you needed. You know, a lot of times people look at, you know what, I want that success, you know. Okay, and then let's say, you know, here it is. You got what you want, and it still makes you feel empty. You still feel empty, empty you know. Yes. And, and I know, thank God, I know a lot of people um, – some would call celebrities or whatever. I just say that they're more exposed to a wider range of people. I say it like that. Yeah. Cause I like celebrities that. or entertainers. They only entertain when they are on stage, but when they are off the stage, they're human. Being. So we got to look at everybody's a human being, but a lot of times people want that limelight. They want that status. They want that quote unquote money. But once you get that money, then what happened you sometimes you feel worse than you did before you got the money you know yeah. um you know who who was it uh um notorious big said more money more problems yeah. yeah you know and sometimes god would allow you to like i said here you go this is what you want but unless we understand who he is and what he has for us, it would not give us that gratification that we need. So for you to be able to not just beat one person that's publicly known, but to beat two people, but to me, what was valuable was not so much the status that you gained, but the nugget that you gained. You got a personal
1: nugget. That was more powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you know the funny thing about it, that nugget that you receive is more transferable to others than riches.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Man. That's that's character building. That's helping a person understand about ethics. And unless you have morality, you're gonna waste finances finances. You're going to mismanage your status. So the way I see it, God helped you to get established, what, your foundation. He got your foundation established. And for you to help, <coughs> excuse me, for you to be able to have your foundation established, they help us to examine our foundation
1: yeah, and, and what makes it so remarkable, you know, this is another name that that uh, is on the pictures that I post, you know, Dr. Maya Angelou, she had an autobiography I beat out as well. And
3: hmm.
1: like I say, our God, man, he do things that's going to benefit us in the long run if we trust him. Yeah. You know, and another thing, too, is, you know, you said something valuable. What's the use of of, of, of of having all that money if you still feel empty? What's the use of a, a, a home-cooked meal if you can't even enjoy
2: it? So yeah.
1: <laughs> everything coexists and works hand-in-hand, you know, and trusting him is really the biggest thing. Some people might be scared to do. Some people might have doubt. But like I say, it ain't what you know Is who you know And ain't nobody bigger than God So, you know That's the best investor The best sponsor The the the, the best person To have your back At any given yeah. moment
2: Yeah
0: You know, I could just imagine When people Heard this little kid From Beaumont, Texas get ready to put out a book. To me, maybe those that knew you, maybe they said, well, you know what? I always saw it. You know, sometimes people that see you where you're at, every now and then you may get somebody that say, well, you know what? I always saw that in you. But then there are others you say, and you realize, you know what? All this time, I thought they were my friend. I thought they were my my homeboy whatever. But come to find out, all this time, this person's been plotting against me. But for you to be able to have, you know, high grades, you know, high GPA and all this stuff, and especially family, I would imagine that you had a great support system. I would imagine that people find out, oh, you're going to write his first book, you know, Let's go support them. Did you have that support?
1: No, nah, I didn't have that support outside my household. <laughs> outside my mom and my family mm-hmm. and my household, I didn't have that support. In mm. fact, you know, my first book signing, my book dropped, I cried. Hmm. I cried in the car because I, I never felt, you know, the love that, that did come out of support. You know, I, I, it was much needed because all my life I never felt that love outside of My mom really motivated me You know it's mm-hmm. man When you when you trying to break the mold And, and that's what we got To learn to understand the young kids coming up mm-hmm. See when you're trying to break that mold If you smart it's a crime In most low income areas In any city it's the same City I mean same struggle different City it's a crime To do something opposite of what the norm Is you know if the norm is Going to jail and you trying to break the cycle and say, you know what? I wanna show people that we can be we can be prideful of coming from this area. We can we can we can show that it ain't where you start, it's where you finish in life. Let's go out here and break barriers and do great and be the first to do it just so somebody mm-hmm. can come after me and be able to see the vision and use my success as a blueprint. You know, you expect everybody that's cousins and aunts and, you know, friends you expect them to see, like, oh, man, I see what he's doing. He's trying to pave the way for the future kid. But it's not like that in reality. And, and it's hurtful because here we are in life, you know, it's hard. We are. Some of us are born in situations that we have no control over. And if we're not being taught, then certain things, that's all we know. But... God has been so real even when I was too young to understand that he was real because I always had something inside of me. I remember being in a project five years old and we used to, you know, play basketball with the older kids. So it's a lot of fighting, it's a lot mm-hmm. of everything. I used to sit and look at the sky and I say, God, I don't know how you gonna get me out of this hellhole. How you gonna let me be successful? But I know you're going to do it because I'm a sacrifice. Now, I asked you, can you get me out? But I know I got to meet you you. Mm halfway. And I gave up every short-term thing that didn't mean or have no substance or added to me going forward for long-term success, man. And It's no love along the way. You can't tell in this area that I grew up in, and I'm pretty sure it's everywhere, Chicago, L.A., that nobody actually care about understanding. But, you know, it means the world just to have people to say, man, I believe in you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And when you don't have that, it's hard. And you would think that somebody breaking a mold that's doing these wonderful things in life, they had a lot of support. But, I mean, if it wasn't for self-belief, self-motivation, and just understanding that asking you shall receive, knocking the doors shall be open. Me not understanding those scriptures, I wouldn't be here today. You know, growing up, we have no mentors. You know, nobody coming and, and saying, look, if you believe in Christ, you can have this Mercedes Benz. Or, or if you go to school and you focus on your work, you could be this RN. Nobody coming and and giving back. Giving back is not always money. It could be mental right, capital. Right. It can be a reference letter. It can be just connecting people with the right people that they need to go further in their career. You know, you don't have that. And I just, you know, I want our talk today to be able to share light that if we actually do our part And wake people up to, or or expose them to a life that they never knew that they can actually be a part of or achieve. Then we didn't done some good on this earth, and we can sleep good at night knowing we did our part. But as far as back to your, you know, your question, you know, it's no love, and it's sad, but you know, the ten people that probably showed up to the book signing when I first dropped it after all that success, you know, I was so overwhelmed just to even. Received the love that I cried like a baby, man And they didn't know that They probably thought, oh, he excited That he got his book But it was really tears that God, I I really did this for everybody In my family Everybody in my neighborhood Everybody that went to jail and, and murdered somebody Or didn't murder somebody and, and wasted their life I did it so their kids or, or their relatives could say, man He came from the same area But he worked towards what he got and we could do the same thing. All I just did it was to inspire the next person, mm-hmm. and it just hurt when you don't see people that you know you will take a bullet for. Just clap, clap, you know, when mm-hmm. you win know, it.
2: Man,
0: it's
1: hard. It was hard, brother. You know, and that's just reality.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, number one, that's that's deep. You know, and like I said, you know, in my own little way. You know, we expect when it comes down for us to get ready to step out, do something, um, maybe walk into our purpose or really just kind of venture out into something. We expect support. We expect, you know, those that we have helped to help us. We expect those things. So to not get that in return, man, that's shocking. It's disappointing. It's heartbreaking, you know.
1: It, 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 I mean, it's crazy you know if I could share this about my second book that mm-hmm. relate to this, yeah. you know uh when I drop this book right here, you know i didn't you know I didn't did a lot of things for a lot of people, and I never asked for nothing bad. All I asked for is my family and friends stand up for me, this publisher, you know talking to some people a lot of people didn't want me to write a book to motivate these kids in these low-income areas. They was like, oh, pe- th- th- them type of people don't read. Them type of people don't support. Why are you doing this? And I told them, I said, man, first of all, you know, don't tell me what them type of people is. We're not going to be stereotypical in our conversations. We're not going to go there. And I was kind of disappointed because these were some words by the powers that be. Mm-hmm. So when my book dropped, you know, I'm like, man, we're going to prove these people wrong. I want everybody to go out there and support well, even if I got to give away free copies, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all my friends, most of my friends didn't buy my book. So I prayed, I prayed and I had a girlfriend at the time and she used to always say, man, you, you, you was bragging on these people. You all every time, like my girlfriend, you know, if she seen somebody that I was cool with. I brag on people a lot, and she used to get mad. She used to be aggravated. She used to be like, man, you always saying nice things about these people. Your book came out there in support. I said, I used to say, baby, don't worry about it. It's cool, you know. I'm still going to say nice things about them because I'm not that tick-to-tack person, you know. I mean, it got to the point we used to have screaming matches because she used to just hate that I talk good about people, and she felt that nobody was supporting that was supposed to support. But she didn't understand this. God going to send you the people you need, not who you want, along the journey. Mm -hmm. He sent me. I mean, this is so powerful. I hope everybody, whoever listening, takes heed to this, because this was the biggest lesson I needed. I mean, she'll throw it up in my face all the time. She used to make me feel bad, and I try not to think negative or have a negative attitude and say, man, they fake friends. I, I didn't do that. But what he did for me, the people I least expected, they showed out in in big numbers. They not they didn't buy just one book. They'll buy two books. I had a woman call me. I seen a hundred dollar bill underneath her uh, her glass, and I was like, Whoa, what's she trying to do? Cause I don't got no change. You know, I didn't have no change when I went visit her. This woman mm-hmm. gave me a hundred dollar bill for one book and told me just pay it forward for it. I mean. Mm. He showed up as an independent author, and I'm going to say this number because I'm comfortable with it. I tallied up almost $10,000 in five months. $10,000 almost five months, and this not even including friends. I got over 5,000 friends in this city. Not even 20 of my best friends, my closest friends, brought my book. But everybody who I didn't expect or who I wasn't as friendly with, stood up and supported me. God showed me this. You didn't never needed them people to make or break you. I got you. And Mm -hmm. while you was worrying about who was going to support you, I already had it in people's hearts to support you. And what it showed me was bigger than the financial reward because every, we're going to talk about it a little later, but every proceed of this book went back to the community anyway. So it wasn't even about the money. And that's why I could share the money with it. But what it was that I had a situation where it was always negative when it bringing up my book with my friends, but I chose not to indulge in it. I chose not to bash people because they wouldn't support. I just chose to trust God and God showed up and he showed out. And to this day, I got a couple of books on me right now. Ain't no friends, ain't no close friends support. Ain't no class, too many classmates support it. But best believe these books are selling by strangers, people calling me. People seeing me at the store, I do not know. Hey, you the guy with the book. I seen your billboard. Here you go. Where the book at? Let me get a picture. So what I'm saying, I'm saying is to say this. If we keep worrying about what people don't do for us, we're going to be crazy. But if we if we kill that and worry about the ones who in your corner, I don't care if you got one person in your corner. I'd rather have uh, 10 lines around me than 100 sheep. Mm. 10 lines around me than 100 sheep. See the value in one. He going to see your attitude with just one person. And if he see that you got to get attitude and you treat that one like a million, he going to send a million your way. Trust the process. But this conversation is mostly about trusting god don't let nobody define you don't let oh i did this for this person don't don't let people get you out of character to then fight evil with evil they got to live with right.
2: that right
1: right right you know and 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 that's just a i had to share that because it's like that's another example where Unlike the first book, I learned to trust God more. And now that I'm trusting him, opportunities and people and and just my whole brand is going through the roof. So don't let nobody take you out your element. Don't give major energy to minor things that won't matter tomorrow or that have no effect on you.
0: Man, and that was needed. That was needed. You know, the funny thing. <clears throat> See, I heard this a long time ago. I was with a couple of friends of mine. We went by his grandmother' house, and me I always want I wanted to fit in, and people said I stood out like a sore thumb. And she looked at me and she said, "Baby," she was at the time she was maybe in her eighties or something, but she said, "Baby, remember this." To be noticed is to be different. There are some people, I don't care how we try to fit in in the crowd, some people are not crowd people. And those are the ones that God can use where we can trust him, like you said. So that story is needed. It helps all of us if we apply it. But if we can stop allowing people to navigate what we're going to do Are we going to listen to people Or are we going to listen to God And unfortunately So many of us Will turn away from what God Is trying to lead us to To go after being a People pleaser And we end up living other people's lives Instead of the lives that God has Ordained for us And like I said That's a miserable, miserable feeling Years ago somebody had asked me Um Hey, man. How about you be like this person? And I ask him if I'm like that person, then who's gonna be like me?
1: I like that. and see another thing is what I hope that the young kids pay from this. Don't be a slave to another person's perception of you because if you aim to please people you can't you ain't gonna never please people. you're gonna find yourself. Not owning your own mind and paying somebody else mental rent because they're gonna own your mind. They're gonna own how you think because you're too busy trying to please them. When you learn that you can never please man, and just stay in your lane and control what you can control, your life's gonna be just that much better.
2: Hmm.
0: Man. Can, can you can you say that? That last couple of parts, one more time. I have I have to confess something,
1: but can you can
0: you share that one more time?
1: I said, you know, I, I I hope the young kids really hear this, but you can't be a slave to another person's perception of you because you're going to end up paying them mental rent because you're not going to even own your own mind because you're going to be too busy trying to please them and letting them control your actions and dictate you by trying to make you get on their level. Sometimes you got to Sometimes you got to control what you can control and understand you can't please everybody. And the moment you understand that, the moment you're going to just just do you and not let nobody control you based on what they think. Because it's two things in life that's, that's for certain. It's what you feel and it's what's real. A lot of times we feel some type of way, but what's real be way different than how we feel. So at the end of the day, we can't be slaves to nobody's perception. We got to live our life, control we control, and make ourselves happy. If, I, if I'm wearing a blue shirt and Brother pray to say, man, I don't like blue, that's an ugly shirt. All the cool kids wear red Now if I don't wear blue the next day And I'm constantly wearing red I don't own my own mind Now he controls my mind Because he's dictating what I do And how I do it Just because he don't like blue I, I'm still wear it I think it's a fly color I like red too but I'm wearing blue I'm not going to change it based on What this person want to see me do Because these people don't pay your bills These people don't get on their knees and worship The Lord you worship Every night, because everybody got their own personal relationship. Like, you got to, like I said, you got to just play your own game, run your own race, and even though it looked like somebody got a a faster start, a further start than you, you can't not run your own race trying to compete. You got to just focus on what you got going on and understand that as long as you happy, that's all that matters.
0: Man, <clears throat> you know, that's, it's bad when a lot of times we just don't know who we are and we allow like you said, other people perception or even the script that other people write for us to play in our own lives, you know. I'll be forthcoming with deep. you. You know, some of you, this was when I was young. When I was young, there was a girl I liked and I, at the time, I think I had hair, <clears throat> so I liked her, and I ended up you know getting a chance to talk to her, but I found out what kind of guy she liked. She had some bald headed guys that you know looked like this and looked like that, so I didn't look like that, <clears throat> so one thing led to another. we became friends, and me find out what kind of guys she liked, and we started dating what happened <clears throat> instead of me. Being secure with who I was, I end up trying to change to become the kind of guy that I heard that she liked. I started cutting off my hair. I dressed like the guys I heard that she liked. And you know I, what happened? She dumped me and got somebody that looked like how I used to look. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. But see, the, but the problem wasn't with her. Thousand, but... Huh? I said, that relate to what we just talked about? Yeah, yes. Yeah. See, it's not her fault. It was me. I wouldn't be authentic. I wouldn't be original. If I was originally me, even if she had a came and approached with this kind of guy, like, but well, guess what? Apparently, we shouldn't be together. If I had to stand my, if I had to stood my ground, then I wouldn't have been in that kind of situation. <laughs> so. That's pertaining to a relationship, but the principle of it, we can apply to any part of our lives. If we know who we are, study who we are, but more importantly, appreciate who God made us. And if we can appreciate who God made us, regardless if those that we're familiar with don't support us, we know that God will supply our needs if we go ahead and just follow the plan that he gave us. Yes. Man. Man, I um, what I'ma do if you don't mind, I'm gonna take a pause one second. I'm gonna see if there's anyone that just wanna uh say something or have some questions, you know. Um for All those right. that for those that are listening <coughs> excuse me, for those that are listening, we have Mister Terrence Weasel Smith from Beaumont, Texas. On the air, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the first call. The first caller area code nine seven two. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You on the air, Mister Terrence Weasel Smith. How you doing today? Hello, hello,
2: hello. Okay, okay.
0: Hello, are you there? Okay, must not. Say okay, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go to the next one. Hello. welcome to Rick My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air with Mister Terrence Weasel Smith. Okay, okay. Hello, are you there? Hello. Okay. Hello there, how you doing today? Good. Good,
4: good,
0: good. I'm doing good. You and with Mr. Terrence Weasel Smith, um, if you'd like to ask a question or have a comment, you're welcome to do so at
4: this time. I just um, got on the show like probably like 10 minutes ago, so I didn't get to hear the beginning of it, but I was hearing the end of it when... um, when he was saying that you uh, um be when you being like a people pleaser or whatever, like letting other people control your mind or telling you what you're gonna do and how you how you're gonna do it, I'm that person, and um I don't want to be that person because I let people like kind of control my mind or whatever or kind of control what I got going on or trying to do or whatever, and I just want better. I don't want to be that person. I want to be a better person. I want to be myself and that's
1: it. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good, and, you know, I'm the same way, you know, I mean, if I'm selling my books and if my aunties want, okay, here you go, here you go, I always do stuff for other people to please them, and I find myself miserable at night when I go home, because I'm like, man, I didn't make everybody happy, but what about me? I'm, uh, forgetting about me you know it's okay you know you're gonna you're gonna find out that it's okay to be selfish and make yourself smile first it's, it's okay to put yourself first you know and uh, yeah. and uh just keep making that progress you know and any time that you know you feel that oh uh, man it's, it's coming back to where I'm pleasing everybody you know take a step Step back, breathe in, breathe out, and just say, "Look, I'm doing this for me," you know, because nobody's gonna take care of you if you don't take care of yourself, right? So that's, I mean, you 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 you're doing the right thing, you're on the right track, and just remember, man, you know, if you do everything for everybody, then they smile, but it's un it's an unhealthy relationship because yeah. who's making you smile? Who's doing anything mm-hmm. for you? You know, if people it's right. just taking and not giving, they not it's not it's not beneficial to you to even keep them kind of relationships going. You know, so as of today or as of last week when you started it, you know, just hold your head up high and understand they might talk about you because you
4: changed, but guess what, you changed for you. Right,
1: and that's the thing. I'm
4: always, always um. Take heed to what people say about me, or. I just take it all to the heart, and they could be saying negative things or positive things. But well, most of the time, negative things, and I take it in heed.
1: Like, is this really true? Like, uh, can I get a like an example of something they'll say that's negative? Okay. Um, I
4: just had a baby, probably like a year ago, and I was big when I had my baby. I was like two hundred some pounds or whatever, and then um, I lost all my weight. I got back down to my regular size or whatever. And um, when I went into work, a lady, she came to me. She was like, Kelly, you on a diet? I was like, no, I'm not on a diet. She was like, well, you look good. You look good. As soon as I went into the plant to where I work at, this boy, he came up to me. He was like, Kelly, what drug are you on? And I'm like, what? He was like, what drug are oh. you on? You done lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, I took that, like, to the heart because me my, I feel like I done lost a lot of weight. But then I got to think that. Kelly, you just had a baby a year ago, so of course you're going to lose all your baby weight, and plus you work overnight all day for eight hours, maybe even longer, so you don't get to eat like you have, want to or need to, so of course you're going to lose weight. So I had to get that in my mind that um, don't let don't let the negativity get, get to me, because it do sometimes. And but I just
1: that—that's but, but normal. What you doing? What yeah. you doing? Like losing weight, and that's normal. But you know, one thing that you gotta realize—that I had to realize—cause I'm just getting out of a relationship, and the things that I was going through in relationships, it was always negativity here and there. But you know what it was? Mm-hmm. Just the devil knowing what to mm-hmm. make you tick, and he just trying to steal right. your joy. So sometimes right. and you gotta laugh like, it off because you got inner peace within you.
4: Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh, devil, not today. This lady just put a smile on my face telling me I look good or whatever. And you want to come over here and knock my joy down. I was, at first, it was down for a minute. Then I brought it back up. I was like, uh-uh, Kelly, he's not, the devil is not for to sell your joy today. So then I just got over it or whatever.
1: Yeah, see, he, he, the devil, he always try to outdo God. You know, when me and mm-hmm. Brother Prater was talking last week, he cut the whole thing off. You know, he cut all the show off. Didn't want people to hear the positive feedback, the, the the positive message. So that's all it is, man. Like, them people don't pay your bills. They don't take care of your da- daughter. So at the end of the day, if they're not feeding you, financing you, and I can't say uh, the other one what I want to say, you know, then they don't even matter. Right. Mm-hmm. So just keep and pushing and, you know, keep being beautiful inside and out. Right, and do it for your daughter because the rest of the people, you know, your daughter pay the best interest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So if it if it ain't benefiting her, that's nonsense.
2: Right.
0: And also when you look at it, people that's talking, let's take inventory of them. Most of them that's talking that's giving the negative feedback, they ain't got nothing. They ain't trying they to ain't accomplish nothing. nothing. They negative yeah. because that's who they are. Right. Someone that and already
4: got
2: one, something? huh?
4: He's the one that's on drugs. I said, He's the one that's on drugs and gonna ask me if I'm on drugs. I was like, What? No, that's crazy because, man but miss, that's, not, that's we love company, yeah. yeah, Yes. yeah. And that's also, that is, I want you to hold
1: your head up high. It's 2018, you know, you got it right. it's all you. Don't even let it go. Also, I just
4: want to say on the radio, that I feel God. I feel like this year, 2018, is going to be a good year for me because I feel God working on me, building me up, making me stronger. I just feel him continuing to work on me, and I just want to thank God for that. Yes. Hey, yes. Amen. That's what I'm
1: talking about. That's what I'm yes. talking about.
0: And, you know, we, we will definitely keep you up in prayer. And we pray for everybody that's on this show, and even not only those that or on the air, those that will be on the air. <clears throat> I don't care if it's the listeners, the guests, or whatever. And this is this is why this show was created. Reconnect my heart. Becoming the people that God called for us to be. Getting back to the blueprint of who God called for us to be, you know. And I will challenge you with this. For you or anybody else that's listening, for every negative word that someone says about you you look in the mirror and you say two things or at least three things about yourself.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hey, so, my cell my cell number is four zero nine nine two six zero six two six. If you're ever feeling down or when situations like that happen, you can always text, me I'm going to text you back and some, some positive encouraging words to keep you lifted and keep your mind focused. Cause Like you said, 2018 is bigger and better for you. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. What was that number again? Four zero nine nine two six zero six two six. 926 0626 Author Terrence okay. Weaver Smith That's my personal cell. Get at me Me and Brother Prater With our ministry You know we, 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 we direct with people We direct with the consumers We direct with our supporters We direct with just Anybody that that, that's in dire need of conversation or you know motivation, we direct when we got the time. We are gonna reach. Yes, sir. Thank you. Just 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 remember.
0: Just remember this: 2018 and beyond.
1: Yes, sir. We hope that you really enjoy 2018 and beyond. So hold it down and enjoy your night. Okay. Good
4: talking yeah.
0: with you. Yes, sir. Nice to meet you over the phone. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Now, now we got another, got another caller right here. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect my Hall Radio Program. You on the air with author Terrence Weasel Smith. How you doing today? Hello. hello, hello. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Uh, we have author Terrence Weasel Smith. Um, if you like to say anything, or if you just want to just listen to the show, the floor is yours. Whatever you would like to do, let's say.
5: I'm mm-hmm. just want to say I'm really loving this show and. Um, I just want to let you know how much your testimony has really spoken to me and how um, appreciative I am for that. And um, you would just really bless me with your testimony. It's really inspiring because um, I've always wanted to write a book about my own life but just didn't really know how. And I guess I was kind of scared of what people would think and then, you saying all this has just really clarified a lot for me. And it's just amazing how God works like that. And it's just, I love to see how God works in people's lives and then to hear your testimony and everything you've overcame and um, how you didn't let nothing stop you or no one stop you and how you just, and I love that you weren't um, shy to admit where you were wrong and your setbacks and how you just kind of put it all out there And, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for that, how much you really blessed me. I really appreciate that. Oh,
1: man, like you give me teary-eyed, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate (laughs) those wonderful words. Like, I mean, you touch me, calling and, uh, yeah, like you want to write a book. You know, the biggest thing is, and and this coming from a best-selling author, I didn't beat out a lot of people. I'm I'm up and coming. I'm about to take over anyway. So this is the best advice Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you. It's your story. Don't write it how Brother Prater wanted it written. Don't write it how Arthur T. smith wanted it written. You write it how you write. And then start from the beginning. I want those tears to be on them pages as you write. I want it coming from your heart. You write the first draft with your heart, the second draft with your mind in terms of editing it. You let it flow out how you see fit. Then you can always go back and say, let me put this at the beginning. Let me put this at the end. It's very, very, very easy, and I want to see you accomplish what you set out. And just know, it ain't about anybody when you're writing a book. Because guess what? You you didn't tell Arthur Tannis Weasel Smith what to put in his book. You didn't tell Brother Prayer, You didn't tell Faraday Laws of Power Arthur, uh, Robert Green what to put in his book. So nobody can tell you what to put in yours.
5: Really right. appreciate
1: your <laughs> wonderful words and. Uh, Man, you got me teary-eyed on the phone right now because I'm just grateful <laughs> for just, you know, all Thanks. the positive feedback. And, uh as a matter of fact, like I say, I, I gave out my number earlier. I don't know if you heard it. You heard me give out my number?
5: Yeah, I wrote it down because I was kind of shy to talk. <laughs> and then I was like, well, would we just, you know, send him a message or something to let him know. And then when June had said something about somebody being on the line, I'm like, Wait, I don't something, tell me to say something, so, yeah, so then I, I started to yeah, talk. Yeah, ne- uh, never,
1: never, never be too shy, because guess what, like how you said, God put it on your heart, well, guess what, yeah. he got us connected for a reason, he got, he made it where nice. we got disconnected last week, just so we can be on the line this week, not- so you can hear. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now. <laughs> But I'm so glad that um it came back on this week because um, even when you were talking about uh, when you was in school and how you kept getting turned down, how you really wanted to play basketball and you just kept getting shot down and like you you never gave up, um, that really inspired me. And then just the whole story, I was like, wow, I really need to hear that. Like, thank you, Lord. And then the the enemy, he really knew how many hearts you were touching that's why he was trying to cut it off, but God had other plans for you. And one thing is that the devil really can't stop anything. He can, he may postpone it, but he can't stop anything that's for you. So I'm just really glad that um, I'm able to hear it all now. And, yeah, I'm trying to get out of that, though, out of being shy. I'm a lot better than I was, but, you know, sometimes I, it's kind of, I don't know, I just get nervous. I hate that I'm like that, but I got to get out of it. And
1: I'm a lot better than I was, though, so. Hey, it's a blessing. I'm glad you got out your shyness and talked. I mean, I'm grateful that you even was inspired by my story. And like I say, I want to help you. When you text me, text me your name and, you know, remind me who you are. And uh, when I got time, (laughs) I want to walk you step by step with writing a book.
5: Thank you. for Yeah, I have a lot of other questions that I want to hold the line too long so y'all yeah, definitely like when you wrote your book did you kind of start off like it more when just like journaling or I mean how did you start it like because I I journal a lot and I'm like well maybe that's all that's just like writing a book I guess you can kind of put it all into that but I don't know. Do you understand what I'm
1: saying? Well, yeah, yeah. How I started. I'm, I'm going to say this and I mean it like, I mean it from like being at the bottom and you hungry and you trying to make it. So when I say it, it's not even in a bad way. If you like, I tell rappers, if you're going to pick up a microphone, have something to say. I tell writers, okay. if you're going to write a book, have something to say. And guess what? When you have something to say, you got to let it just flow out. What I did was, in Beaumont, we got a river. I had a Blackberry torch at the time. What I did was I went to the river, and I started from the beginning. I mean, like I say, when I told you to make the tears hit the pages, tears was hitting yeah. the pages as I wrote. And, I mean, I just started from the beginning, like start from the beginning of your life and then mm-hmm. go into the point where the situation happened where you lost a loved one and then and, and then go into the situation where, it, it, it transformed you to the person you are. Like, just start from the beginning. And it's easier when you start from the beginning because you're going to remember how it happened in order, you know. But I did my book in two weeks because I just actually got in a quiet space and just got in the zone and just put down everything that was in my head.
5: Wow. <laughs> okay, so I thank
1: got you. you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Like I say, you know, I'm all about sowing the seed in the others and I'm not one of those people who going to make it and have a million dollars and have people talking to my assistants. I got two phones, but the 926-0626, that's my main line. So when I got time, I'll walk you through it, I'll, you know, show you, give you different advice on how to, to format it. I got you. Just know I'm grateful for you even calling in and just making my day because I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. It's like, you know, I'm appreciative and You know, you didn't have to say all those wonderful things, so it just means the world to me. So thank you so much.
5: No, thank you. I really appreciate you again and and I'm glad that I could um bless you as well. And more people to really um encourage people more. Um, you never know what you could do to somebody. So yeah, thank you again. Appreciate you. Oh, where are you from again? Um, I'm from Oklahoma Violet in Dallas.
1: Okay, Dallas. I look I'm on the phone with Brother Prater, and we're gonna work something out. I'm gonna be I'm gonna let everyone know when I'm gonna come to Dallas.
5: Okay, face sounds
1: good.
5: Okay. Sounds good. Have what a
0: good night working? tonight. You as well. Good night. Awesome. 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 Look like um as we were talking, look like there were some more people getting on that line. <laughs> Excuse me, let me see. Let us see There's A couple more Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Hall Radio Program You're on the air with Arthur Terrence Weasel Smith How you doing today?
6: I'm doing good, hello? Yes, how you yes, doing? How you Can you, doing you hear me? Yeah. I'm doing good yes. and, um, It's a pleasure to be online And Arthur What was the last name?
1: Smith, Smith Terrence Weasel Smith
6: Arthur Smith, um, I heard I was on the line last week, and I was listening to your testimony about you um, wanting to play basketball. And I, yeah. you remind me so much of my son. Even right now, he's in high school, and he's a junior, and he's literally switched schools. To um, all he ever dreamed about is playing basketball. That's like what he sleeps, he wakes up to. And when I say he he switched school well one school, you know when you're in high school, these coaches kind of got their main picks, you know, kind of yeah. you know he went yeah. up there and he you know he went to a new school for his freshman year, he got out um one um he got out of one of his school went to a new school, so he was a new person at the school, and when he didn't get make the basketball team, he worked his heart out, he cried, he decided to come back home, but by the time he came back home to in high school, of course, the coaches had who they already. Wanted on the team, even though the coaches were still inspiring him and giving him good feedback and everything, he was working his, working his, you know, he was really working his heart out, and he wanted going back to school. I say all this to say that, eventually he's going to graduate from high school, and he's going to want to play basketball. He's always time, "Mom, I'm gonna be, at, I'm gonna be in the NBA, you know, NBA." And when I heard your testimony, and I heard how you. Actually, even drove twelve hours to go shake yeah. this guy's hand at the college. This coach hand at the college, and he made some promises to you. And when you got up, though, got there, those promises didn't come through. And I thought about it. I was like, that's going to be my son. I mean, I'm, when I say, I mean not. I'm gonna say he's going to go through situations like that, even when he leaves high school. That journey's not going to be as easy. You can be really, really good. But that doesn't mean just because you're good, you're just going to walk into an open door every time you decide to go somewhere. And he's experiencing that now in his heart. You know, he gets let down. So I am thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful that, and I know this might sound bad, but I'm thankful that we had the difficulties last week because my son was not able to be on the line. I was not able to, like, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this week I was able to send out a text message and be like, hey, look, Please get on the line, just please. And so I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for your testimony. I'm thankful for you being transparent. I thank Brother June for having you even on the talk show. You know that was definitely, um, you know, orchestrated by God. And so I appreciate it. And just have a great night. You bless me. I've also listened to some of the other callers, and I listened to what they had to say and answers that you gave back. So, um, you know, it was real. I- It was real inspirational, too, you know, because I had dealt with some of those things, and I had thought about some of those issues, so I'm just thankful. What's your son's name? My son's name's Anton, Anton
1: Towns. Anton? Anton, yes. Anton, okay. Anton, I really appreciate you. You know, you you are the younger me, and I want to help you. I want to mentor you through this process of uh, chasing that basketball dream because, Growing up where I grew up, nobody prepared me for the politics of life, the politics of you could be better than that player, but they're going to go with this player because his grandparents donated to the school. I want to mentor you. My number is 409 926 I'm going to talk to you on the weekend, and I'm going to make sure that we research basketball teams. If a basketball college basketball team got between uh, ten and twelve players, it's a good chance they have walk-ons every year. If they got like fifteen players, they're not going to have walk-ons. That's so. That's what I did. University of Arkansas. It was the perfect fit for me. I just got lied to. However, I want to help you. I want to look up some some colleges for you and see. How many players they got, and actually, I'm gonna actually make some calls with you just to see what they walk on uh, probability is every year. And I want to help you, you just like me. But one thing about you, you don't, you ain't gonna have to go through the politics, cause I'm gonna guide you through all the politics. And I promise you, you're gonna land on somebody's team. You want to make that team, you gotta put that goal in the Bible, and just pray on it. List all your goals with basketball what schools you want to get accepted in. See, use your brain to get you in those nice schools for basketball, and I promise you, opportunity is going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to help you. So 409-926-0626, I want you to call me on a weekend. I want you to I'm off on a weekend. I want you to tell me your choices in schools, and I'm going to go over the player roster and see which one. Make, I want to help you any way I can. And I really, really, really appreciate your mom tuning in, and I really appreciate you tuning in. And really, it's crazy. We we You going through the same thing I went through, but I feel like I went through it, so you don't got to go through it. So I'm going to help you anywhere I can, and I'm grateful that your mom <laughs> called in. And I really appreciate all those wonderful words because it's crazy. We in different cities, but it's the same. Your son went through the same thing I went through, and it was hurtful because I didn't have – people like what he had got in his mom. Cause my I mean, my mom was straight, but my dad really didn't, you know, kind of help me in this process. And it killed me cause he was locked up in jail. So he couldn't help. me. My mom was doing all that she can. And it hurted her to see me hurt. Cause she knew, Mm, I thought I was going to the NBA. I, I I written it down. Like I was like, I was going to go undrafted. I was going to, get on the team, I was going to make this amount of money, you know, it killed me, and I and I didn't have no backup plan because I felt like my plan A, B, and C supposed to have be been the same thing because that's where your trust and God come in at. So I'm going to help you any Thank way I can. I promise.
6: Thank you so much.
1: I got you, you, man. I know I know mm-hmm. how it is. I know how important his dreams is. And nowadays you got to protect his dreams. just like you got to protect your dreams, you know. Because a lot of people will still them and have no remorse, no understanding the pain that it leaves behind.
6: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, anytime. Thank you so you much blessing. for just calling in and making my day and putting tears in my eyes because, man, your son is just like me. That Everything that I went through is like he's going through now. That favoritism, that's a big thing. But I promise you, I'm going to help him any way that I can. And I promise you, you, he ain't going to go through what I went through because I learned so much. I played next to those guys at A&M before that season, even after I left Arkansas. Some of those guys is not that good. Some of those guys, it's it's a lot of background stuff that that goes on that most people don't see, most people don't know. And and it's sad, but I promise you, it's going to be lighter for him than it was for me because I'm going to be really involved with him and I want to see him win and and I'll put it like this. If he makes it, he, I'm, I'm living my dream through him because I know we're going through the same thing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank God you.
0: Awesome.
2: Awesome. We, you.
0: We, we definitely appreciate you. Appreciate your Call and don't hang up. Don't hang up. Continue to listen.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll be looking for a hearing from him this weekend. Yeah.
0: We got... I think one more one more call, and then uh, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But before we wrap it up, there are some things that we discussed before we got on the air I want us to share with the listeners. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect Mahal Radio Program. You're on the air with author Terrence Weasel Smith. How you doing today?
2: Hello? Hello. Yes, how, how you doing?
0: doing today? Caller, are you there? Hello. Yes, yes, how you doing today?
2: Uh, I, I guess I'm doing pretty good.
0: Good, good, good. Well, you know what? <coughs> Excuse me, you don't have to guess about it. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. Yes, sir. You're on, you're on the air with uh, author Terrence Weasel Smith. If you'd like to say anything or... Uh, have any questions. He's here to answer or even just just listen to you.
1: Okay, um I really don't have any questions or anything My friend, well,
2: Anastasia
1: invited me on air, so I was just listening.
2: Okay. Um, okay. How you, okay man? On. we
1: really appreciate you. Uh, no problem.
2: Yeah. Everything yeah.
1: been good, man. We just we just work in 2018, we trying to touch hearts, man. We trying to Going these communities that, that that's forgotten about, and we trying to wake up a sleeping giant. We trying to show these kids to look beyond what they see day to day. It's a world outside of how they growing up, and showing them that it's diamonds amongst rhinestones, and they diamonds. They could be in rhinestone areas, but those areas produce diamonds, and we are gonna prove the world wrong. So we just on some positive outreach, being the change oh, yeah. you want to see type 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 stuff, man. So, it's good just having you on air, man. That means the world to me that people care enough to listen to what I got going on. Are you a self-published author? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I self-publish. The thing of it is, you know, like, with the self-publishing traditional, you know, the, the celebrities, they get in the big Traditional deals because they're selling their celebrity. And it ain't even about who writes the best no more. It's about, okay, this person got a million followers on Instagram, so they're going to be able to sell a million books. Let's give them, them deals. So it's really, the industry actually is being mm-hmm. like saturated with all kinds of stuff that's making it hard for self published authors anyway, you know? So you got a question about the self published?
2: Yeah, well, I plan on releasing a book this year. I know a website that does self publishing. Uh,
1: yeah, but I just don't even know like the steps as far as like promoting like that. Oh man, you're gonna you gonna probably have to, you know, promote everything yourself from your Facebook, you know, and uh doing those little ads and you know, it's gonna take a lot of money. Like with self publishing you gonna you gonna you gonna be in the red a lot, like you're gonna barely break even but it's gonna be worth it, you know? It's going to set you up, like, for a major interview that might turn into another paid situation. So, like I say, it, it's a lot like with the promoters. Because most self-publishing companies are not going to work with you. They're going to be about money, but they're not going to care whether your project gets the New York Times or not. They're going to want you to spend five grand on this marketing package and stuff. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: That business side, we're going to have to, uh, you know, do another uh, interview, but it's going to be the business side of it. Because that's going to be very good. Because I got some gems for that. That's really going to save people thousands.
0: Yes. Yes. And if you don't mind, what's your name, sir? Uh, Jamal Jackson Okay. Jamal. Okay. Well, I'm Brother Prater, uh, Brother June, for those that uh, talk to me out there. I'm. Brother June and uh, Mr. Smith We'll give you our number Stuff like this <clears throat> I love to talk about And I'm glad that I didn't fall into a lot of the traps That some people had um, Buying, like uh, Mr. Smith said Buying a big old package Of unnecessary stuff And you still got to do the lead work And those that know me I am a frugal person. I like getting mean, quality buddy? stuff. Quality stuff, but at a reduced price. So there are things that I did. A, it's Facebook, word of mouth, YouTube, whatever. Matter of fact, I was texting random people. People I don't even know. I just make it up and I'm just sending it. Just sending it.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, just being honest. And see, I'm going to say this. I don't believe in being a hustler. I'm not a hustler because hustlers go after what they don't have. I'm a gambler. A gambler use what they got and make it multiply. That's me. So when it boil down to it, look at the resources that you have. You know, some people, well, I don't like Facebook. Well, you know what? Facebook is a great blessing depending upon how you use it. To me, that's just like some people say, well, I don't like I don't like guns. I don't like guns. But if something happens, somebody breaks into your house, I'm gonna call somebody they got one. So it depends (laughs) on what you use. (laughs) You know I'm being honest. You know, I don't I don't like guns, but you gonna call the police, they got a gun. So so when it boils down to it, look at what you have and anything and everything that's free. (coughs) Any and everything that's free, utilize it. I don't care if it's Twitter, Instagram, whatever Utilize it So That's that's
1: the best advice you can give, brother
0: Yeah, and like I said You're welcome to talk to us Or whatever, you know Because a lot of stuff Mr. Smith went through Matter of fact, when I met him We were talking And I was like, wow You went through that? I'm like, nah Lord, thank you. I didn't I didn't go through that. That taught me something. You know, that that kinda made sure that I continue to look ahead to make sure and look, learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> so, you know, you're welcome to call Mr. Smith. Uh did you get his number? Were you able to get his number when he uh recited it? I uh, know you can repeat it for me, that'd be
1: nice.
2: Okay,
0: so four zero nine
1: four zero nine nine two six zero six two six. Just get at me and leave your name and you know remind me and we're gonna chop it up. Almost oh, definitely. Yes, yes Because my real number. people can't wait to see each other on top. Yeah,
0: yeah. And if you like my number, two one four 908
2: 3056.
1: Okay. Good talking to you, brother, man. Appreciate your questions. Man, I'm just grateful just to have you on the line because, you know, you got to appreciate the small stuff, man. That make the big difference.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate y'all giving the advice. Um,
0: call we got, brother. So hit us, hit us up. We are gonna give you some more advice too, some good stuff. Yes, yeah. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Look, we got um, look like one and a half more caller. I just got a message. Let's see what number? Look like it got one caller before I go to a special caller. Uh, let me see. 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 Um matter of fact how about this um let me see if i can find this person okay I th- this might be hello welcome to reconnect Mahal radio program you're on the air with author terrence weasel smith how you doing today
2: hello hello
0: there hello there i'm um I'm sorry. Uh would you like to say anything? Would you like to even give a comment or anything? Just say your name.
6: Oh hi. <laughs> um, I just wanna you thank doing? you. I'm doing good. How are you? All right. I just wanna um thank you for your testimony. Um, me and my family we were listening last time and I was kinda upset that it ended. But I'm glad you're back on. Because um, actually, the um, my brother, the um, the person you was talking about last time, that was my brother. He's actually um, I'm glad that you were able to get on and um, and talk to him and stuff like that. Because um, he actually, you know, there's something he really wants to do. So I'm glad that he has, he has a connection, and I'm glad that you get on. I'm glad for everyone. That got on and shared their testimony because they helped me a lot. So I'm just thankful.
1: Oh man, <laughs> we really appreciate that. Like I'm grateful that everybody tuned in and you know just we uplifting each other. I mean, it feels good just to know that you know it's people out there that's going through what you're going through or you know might need that that encouragement, might need just somebody mm-hmm. to listen to. You know, so. Yeah. I'm really grateful, you know, that you even came on here and blessed us with your presence.
5: <laughs> thank you. No, thank you.
1: You know, most of the time, man, I'm just saying most people, you know, they blow up, they do a lot of things, and they forget that, man, without the supporters, without people actually caring about what you got going on, you nothing, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps me grounded. That's why I left Weasel. A, a nickname my grandmother gave me in my name, because every time I look at the name, it, man, look, you come from there. You can never have a disconnect to where you come from because mm-hmm. you was once them individuals. So, I mean, I'm grateful for y'all, man. Y'all got me in tears tonight, and I'm just like, wow, like, that's going to make me go harder. Like, I'm seeing a movie right now, independent. We might distribute it through Lionsgate. I mean... It's a lot going on in my life, but it's the little stuff like this that makes the grind worthwhile. I don't care about the money. I don't care about, you know, the accolades. I care just about people actually uniting and and collaborating and not competing and just, you know, giving that listening ear. So, man, I'm grateful. Like, (laughs) I just can't tell y'all how much I appreciate everybody and just you calling in. Yes, and, and I...
0: I will tell you, I thank you for uh, not just uh, calling in, but I thank you for even being on the air. Um, she let me know. <clears throat> she didn't notify me that she was just listening, so I was not going to get her on the air, but I ended up getting her accidentally, but come to find out that accident was actually God's purpose for us to be able to hear from you. So I thank you for and your for words. First.
1: Yes. Can I say this, man? I want to yeah. say this to everybody because they don't—they ain't—they—they they know me of my testimony, but they don't know me in person. But man, I'm—if your brother calls me, I promise you, he gonna get all that he needs. Man, I'm—I'm I'm the most giving person ever, and I think I don't know if everybody listened to the story that Brother Prater said last time about the—the uh—the book signing that we had together. Mm-hmm. But you know, I gave out free shirts, cookies. I gave out free uh, dog tags without people buying my book. Like I'm just that type of person. So, like I say, he's serious, and, and he he got to take advantage of this resource because not too many people gonna 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 get the direct line. It's gonna be a business line. Like that's my personal I keep only. Mm-hmm. And like I say, each one teach one. So we're going to keep sharing that knowledge and keep making it where it's more success stories out there and not just this person, that person, everybody, a celebrity. We're going to pull it out of everybody. We just got to find out what we're good at and make it happen. So appreciate
0: it. Yes. Now the half a caller, excuse me, I said one and a half, this person right here, we're going to have this person on the line, um, First of all, before they acknowledge who they are, I want to I wanna say something. Mr. Smith, the young man that the mother had called to talk about, we yeah. have him on the line right now. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. you talking to Mr. Arthur Terrence Weasel Smith. How you doing today, sir? Good. Good. How good. you
1: doing, brother?
0: Good. This is Mr. Anton. It's
2: a blessing.
1: Oh, man. It's good to connect with you because I was talking into the, into the radio for you, man. It's good to talk directly to you, man. I hope everything going good for you tonight and hope everything yes, going sir. good for you this year.
6: Yes, sir.
1: Got your one-on-one, you man. What's on your mind? What's on your mind, brother?
4: Just trying to make it. it been hard, though, you know what I'm saying, To like, Go and try to work hard for what I want, and
2: then at the same time, I got school and trying to keep my grades up and all that. So it was like, yeah, hopefully.
1: Man, I, <laughs> I, I told you the story, man. Like, uh, like with the basketball at our school, you know, that the that, that seventh period was basketball PE, but I had honor. And see, the coaches used to get mad when you didn't have a basketball PE, but. I had to get my grades first because I knew that half the players in basketball, P, all his favorites, they wasn't about academics. So they wasn't going to go to college anyway. So at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, I know it's hard for you, but you got to understand your purpose. You got to understand that, you know what? It's just going to, all that you're going through is going to make it worthwhile. I mean, you're going to have a beautiful struggle, but once you get to that destination, Mm -hmm. you're going to sit back and say, you know what? I got a chip on my shoulder. Everybody coming here had good scholarships, had this and that. I had to work for what I got. So guess what? You're going to value it. You know, most athletes, I'm going to tell you like this, man. Most college athletes that play basketball and football, they actually smoke marijuana, even though it's against the rules. They cheat the workouts in class. They got somebody doing their work. See, you got to know their weaknesses. And once you know their weaknesses, you keep your grades together. Put it like this. You stay ready. You don't got to get ready. Handle your business, and everything else is going to handle itself. Because I promise you, I'm going to do all that I can to help you, brother. Research the schools. Research their rosters. Make sure that they got the right amount of players, and and we can call the coaches together. Because the head coach, one thing that I talk about in my first book, the head coach is just the face. He's not running anything. The walk ons <clears throat> gonna be assistant coach or trainers. Everything go through the assistant coach. The head coaches get ten million dollars. They not really dealing with walk ons. They're not even dealing with certain players. It's the assistants that's running everything. So I'm gonna do all that I can and once you call me on the weekend we're gonna talk about some things. Where are you looking, what's your top five colleges you wanna go to? We're going to look at their rosters, and we're going to even play some calls to the head, I mean, the assistant coaches and see what they walk-on opportunities looking like.
2: Yes. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Because
1: I know, I, know, I know you're going through it, bro. I went through the same thing. I went through the, the situation where I'm shutting down defensively. I ain't the tallest guy, like 5'10", but mm-hmm. I was shutting down the number one point guard in the state. I was getting eight steals a game. I'm on a bench. Cause uh, the coach not talking it like he's like to flirt with the mamas that come, you know. there's a lot of extra yeah. stuff going on, the politics of it. But I trusted God. My three point oh, I was actually the only person like this coach been at this school oh four. I got to this in oh uh, eight. I mean, I finished <laughs> in oh eight two thousand eight, but I got to school in oh five. Nobody from oh five to oh eight had a basketball scholarship, and, and even the ones that was his favorite. So guess what? My 3.0 got me into a D1 school. And rather all that stuff happened or not, I just wasn't prepared for things to go, how it went. Even when I played at a I was better than some of them players. When I did the walk-on trials, it was me and these other guys, and we outperformed everybody. And then they picked somebody who grandparents don't. They killed me. They crushed me. But okay, I know right now that when I'm helping you, we, we ain't going to put it in nobody's hands. Nobody's going to control your destiny but you. If you really yes, want sir. it, you gonna out grind them. If you really want it, don't let them see you sweat. Don't let nobody see what you're going through mentally. Always wear that smile and just give it to God, because I promise you, there's a reason why you're on this line right now. You're gonna get yes, on sir. somebody's team. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta trust your skills and you gotta trust your belief. You say you're going to the NBA. I don't care who laughs. I don't care who say you don't got a scholarship. There's a lot of guys didn't uh went overseas first. There's a lot of guys that went to the D League first, that was unrestricted free agent and walked on. Master P, the rapper, even played in Charlotte and Toronto. Research, Master P, the rapper, had his chance. So guess what? We're going to figure out a way to get you on somebody's team. Man, I'm just grateful that your mom called in. I'm grateful that she even explained that we went through the same stuff because now I'm passionate now. I want to see mm-hmm. you had an opportunity I don't have, you know. So just keep that smile, man. Keep them grades up and stay focused because you're going to win. Don't even say that you're going through something, man. What you're going through is nothing because you're a, you a, you a warrior.
2: Yes, sir. So you're
1: good, you good, brother. Sir. And like I said, you got my number. Just hit me on the weekend. Hit me on a yes, weekend. Sir. I'm going to help you out best way I can.
6: I'm shocked right now.
1: Man, look. Hey, I'm shocked that y'all called in with so much good news, man. It's crazy. Oh, man, I really appreciate you calling in, man, and, and me actually being able to speak to you. Directly. Yes, really, Happy. So have a good night and just reach out to me. Text me your name and your number so I can lock in. <laughs>
2: and uh your number is uh five one six
1: four five three nine one uh, 1, 8.
2: uh say it again hello hello
1: hello oh yeah 409- four zero nine where mhm nine 926- two six
2: 926 0626
1: 0626 Okay, I got it. All right, man. Have a good night, bro. And text me your number, your name, and we're going to build. I got you right now. 972.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir.
1: I got you, man. Have a good night
2: you too.
1: All
4: right, brother.
1: All right,
7: God bless you. All right,
1: God bless you. You got it. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. So, man,
8: I'm so grateful for the night,
7: man. That day's my night. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, the, the devil will not get victory from this. But I thank God for God allowing us to be able to hear, be able to hear the testimony, and also share. Um, what, what I had in mind, my, the conversation that we had earlier, you had mentioned, matter of fact, if you don't mind, you said that you were filming, but can you please mention pertaining to you and your son? Well,
8: you know, uh, I got a five-year-old son, he's going to be sick uh, February 11th. I'm a single dad, and as I was filming today, you know, I, I have my son from Thursday through Sunday every week. And, uh, I don't do nothing without my son. Like, I'm a, I call myself a CEO dad, where, <laughs> you know, I'm a corporate dad, but my son is always in the pitch. I always make time for him. So today I had my son on set, and I posted a pitch on Facebook, and you can just see me talking to the director, because I'm writing, producing, and in the film, so I'm just being hands-on with the director and my son behind me, like, hugging my legs and joking around and playing, and it's funny, but, you know, it's crazy, my son was acting as a, a, a set coordinator today, and, you know, it's a blessing from God that, you know, my son, since little, even though he's been in between homes, you know, he know what dad is, like... <laughs> Since he's been alive I mean, since he's been alive, I have got two degrees after after he was born. Uh wrote two books after he was born, Shoot my first film and he'd been a part of everything. So I mean it's a blessing that my son was actually well, he's gonna be on set into the movie over with every Sunday when we shoot. And it was just crazy that we got bonding time like with the business world and just the regular father and son time.
7: Hmm. You there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and see, when he shared that, that was real deep because a lot of time most people they would have went on and tried to well, you know what? Uh, uh I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop off at your mama early. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. But for your son to see daddy at work. That's powerful. Not only daddy at work, but daddy working. You know, so you're showing him hands-on what dad is doing. And um, I actually had my son, I actually had my son online. I actually had my son online and he was, um, he wanted to just talk and and be on here also. But um, yesterday we went to uh, the Galleria in Dallas. Excuse me. We went to the Galleria in Dallas. And you know of course sometimes when you're at the Galleria you may run into somebody who you know may be a celebrity or maybe kind of known in the community or whatever and so I was just kind of talking to my son and we went up there just to enjoy fellowship just just to look around and just enjoy each other so as we were walking around and uh, I told him you know <clears throat> sometimes there may be some celebrities. Walked through here, so don't be surprised if you see one or whatever like that. And uh, he said, "Well, I already see one." And I said, "I'm up here, look around." And I said, "You see one?" He, he said, "Yeah." I said, uh, who, "Who? Who is it?" He said, "Daddy is you." And when he wow. said that, I was like, "Man, you know, and it it really it really made me feel that what we do." not just myself but what fathers do real fathers that are instilling that are not just trying to get time but spending quality time investing in their children man it's going to pay off not only pay off after a while but it's paying off right now you know for for us to be able to see the fruits of our labor you know and i was like man that was that was very moving to me and so He wanted to share that. He wanted to share that, and like I said, for whatever reason, normally, matter of fact, two weeks in a row that the phone, the phone line be acting up. But this particular time, we know how to have a plan B, and so even what the devil meant for evil last week, God turned it for our good, for us to be able to continue, and also for people to be able to come back and not just. For you, uh, Terrence, to feed, to encourage them, but also for them to encourage you because you give a lot. You do so much. And as much as you give, you were saying earlier, there, there was a time where people weren't there to invest into you. People were not there who believed in you. People were not there to support you. But if all of that took place in order for you to be able to see that support is here now, then it was well worth it. No, now man, you it have people. It's beyond
8: worth it. I'm yeah. happy.
7: Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know, you have, you have a network of people that want to at least give you your flowers while you're still here and while you're active, while you can. You know, you're no longer in this fight by yourself. You have... Not just a support system, not just fans, not just friends, but you have a family, man, who care about you and we care about you. And so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to make sure that you came back in order for you to say and to not just to say something to us, but for us to say something to you. So we man, we we definitely appreciate you. And if you don't mind, if you don't mind giving people your information, uh, how they can get in contact with you because as much as you do in the outreach that you do, <clears throat> the outreach that you do, you give to people and everything. We want to make sure that we have some type of, uh, way to give back to you.
8: Well, you can, uh, get at me on uh, Facebook, Arthur Terrence Weasel Smith. Uh, Instagram, TWS, Gmail, TWS at gmail.com, the cash app, dollar sign, ArthurTWS. Like I say, uh, I'm a direct person. I got the whatever it takes to make it scholarship, $500 scholarship on my own money. I'm going to give out to the senior who's doing whatever it takes to make it at, at whatever goal they're pursuing. And they're going to have to write an essay to my email. I'm giving that out and all the proceeds from my second book go straight to the community. Like I said last time, I did a school supply drop August 27th, took my own money, was the biggest in the city. I worked with the Beaumont Housing Association. All my proceeds. From this book, since God bless me to be a best-selling author, I'm changing people live. I'm giving back. I'm giving people the tools they need to be great. It ain't about money with me. Wealth is of the heart and of the mind, not of the pocket. I'm already rich in the heart. I'm rich in the mind. I just want to bring everybody up. And, you know, it ain't about books with me. It ain't about nothing. I'm a real person. Thank everybody, you know, for all their wonderful words. I'm grateful you will be seeing more of me nationwide. I'm gonna to come to Dallas. I'm gonna to come to your city, and I'm gonna be able to touch you, see you, and sign your sign autograph books. I'm gonna be able to do all that, take pictures with you, relax with you, chill with you at the at the movies, chill at whatever. I mean, I'm into just touching the community, being a person, never forgetting where I come from. So, like I say, Arthur TWS.
7: On Instagram, Arthur Terrence Weasel Smith on Facebook, and Gmail, Arthur TWS at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. We we thank you, man. And excuse me. We thank you, and for those who were blessed by Terrence Weasel Smith testimony, words of encouragement, you know, we pray, and we're going to touch and agree with you for those that We'll be listening. We're going to touch and agree with you. And also, we're going to be holding up Mr. Terrence Riesel-Smith and his plans, his endeavors, his purpose, his ministries, his, and, and, and everything. <clears throat> we praying that God help him eat with his gifts. we praying that for those who have prayer requests, we're going to dump them in right now. I don't have to read them. I don't have to know them. God knows them. But also, just in case somebody is listening and they're not saved, and you're wondering, okay, well, what can I do to get saved? You know, maybe you feel like your past was too bad. You know, you feel like, you know what, God's not going to forgive me because of what I did or who I was in my past. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Remember this. That's why Jesus Christ came upon the earth and died for our sins. He died for all of our sins. Not just mine, not just one person. He died for all of us. All of us have accessibility to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And so never feel that, you know what, you're outside of God's reach. You're outside of God's look? No, you're not outside of the blood of Jesus. <clears throat> I want each and every one of us to remember that the blood still work. What Jesus Christ did upon the cross of Calvary is still active right now. So no matter if you just got saved or been saved 30 years or whatever, you're still family. As long as you come into the family, the same benefits that belong to those that have been saved for 40 years, 100 years, are yours too. (coughs) Excuse me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come coming to you right now, God, thanking off you for your awesomeness. God, we thank you, Lord, for this program on today, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for how you've ministered to so many people, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you first of all, God, we acknowledge your presence even on this podcast, God. We thank you, Lord, for moving like never before, God. We thank you, Lord, for helping people, God. We thank you, Lord, for most importantly, God. Help us to point to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking, God, for those who need encouragement, God, continue to encourage them, God. Let them know who you are and let them know who they are in you right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you help your people, God, to endure whatever situation the devil may try to put forth right now, God. Help us to look up to the hills for which cometh by help, and that is you, God. Help us, God, to persevere, God. Help us to not give up, God. Help us to not give up nor give out right now. But help us, God, to trust you, God, and be able to overcome whatever situation the devil may put forth. And we bind everything the devil stands for in the name of Jesus. We bind every booby trap, bind every distraction, we bind every like negative word that was said, every negativity that was said, even, even act that's been done right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, God, for Mr. Terrence Smith right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you continue to, God, to help him, to heal him, God. To continually, God, to open up the pathway, God, in order for him to be able to walk through where you sent him right now, God. And God, we're speaking, God, that you continue to, God, to give him the strength, God. Give him the courage, God, to what he needs, God. And God, for you to get the glory and the honor right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we hold up each and every, like every generation right now, God. Those that feel like because they are in a low-income area or a high-crime area, that they feel like they are stuck there, God, let them know, God, if they can trust you, God, if they can seek you right now, God, you will help them to overcome whatever they've dealt with right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak in God, that you heal, that you deliver, set free your people right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to utilize the gifts and the talents that you have, given us god help us to use it for the upbuilding of your kingdom right now in the name of jesus god there may be something may be seeking their purpose god reveal their purpose god in the name of jesus and i'll be speaking in a special manner, god those who are hurting god those who may be dealing with low no self-esteem right now god god help them to raise their head up right now god in the name of jesus let them know god who they are, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, we speaking, God, every negative word that might have been said, God. Let it bounce off of their ear right now. Don't even let it penetrate from one ear to the next, God. But let it bounce off from their ear, God. Go back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the deliverance. We thank you, Lord, for the victory right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and everyone who's tuning in and who had tuned in to the show. I ask you all to continuously keep this podcast in your prayers for those who want to keep, uh, get in contact with myself or Mr. Terrence Weasel Smith. If you didn't get his information, you can feel free to catch me, contact me and I'll pass it on to you. (coughs) I'm on Facebook. I'm brother Prater. You can, uh, on Facebook, you can read my daily devotions on my videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at ww.brotherpred.org. You will see my daily devotion and upcoming events and personal appearances that I'll be making. And also on my website, you can go to the store section where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men of their needs and responsibilities to their families, their children, and spouse, or even children's mother. Also, to inform women the needs of a man and to give the single women qualities of a potential future husband and or fathers to present or future children. I want to thank you, Geneva 1, for tune in to the show. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Radio program. God bless you, and good night.